in the last 200 years the silent disco silent disco is brilliant when you're on loads and loads of drugs <laughs> yeah that probably makes sense I mean you're not wrong it's just when you walk into a, a tent or uh, a ginormous marquee and everyone's going for it and you haven't put your headphones on yet it's like this is weird it's surreal and then, because normally, like at least the silent discos that I've been to, mm. they have two or three channels, so they have kind of three DJs playing separate mm-hmm. things, and you can switch between the channels. So you're listening to something, and people are going completely nuts to something completely different, and it just doesn't <laughs> oh, work with what you're doing or what you're listening to at all. Like, again, that's really weird. Just an odd scene of all of these mm. people dancing completely out of time to what you're listening to. People I've like, never seen that. That sounds ridiculous. Mm. And just people just like humming, going <laughs> every now and then. They just like, oh my god. So when they play in sort of like eighties, ba- you're listening to like drum and bass, and then the other channel's eighties ballads, and everyone's just sort of like, yeah. and you're like, what? What is going on? When we're all allowed to hang out together, we're allowed within a you know I don't want, thirty um, centimeters of each other. I don't want to hang around with some sweaty people listen to different music. No, (laughs) because get infected via the ear canal. (laughs) The headphones. Gross. Mm, I say gross. (laughs) Welcome then to Tanked Up, the podcast about video games and graphic, which is probably what our conversations are now going to be focused around for a little bit of time. It's episode Mm. 215. I'm Ben. I'm here with Lucy. Hello. Hey. Hi. And Adol. Hey! How are you both? Yeah, I'm alright. <laughs> Playing some games. Nice. Good. Taking my oh, little right. world. Oh, that's what I was going to do. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Had a, have relaxing days? Yeah, pretty much. Watching The Sopranos and in between Good. that, playing nice. some games. Awesome. Oh, bits and bobs, yeah. Yeah, nice. Nice. How about you, Adol? Uh, less Sopranos, less games, more, <laughs> more, I don't know, I don't know, like, I, I went to bed reasonably early, couldn't quite get to sleep, and then just kind of, uh, whittled away the day in YouTube slash, whoops, I fell asleep again, uh, which doesn't help when I have actual work to do, I'll survive. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Sounds like sounds like mine. I just not a few days, just not slept very well whatsoever. Tired all the time. Now having to wrangle a three-year-old around, you know, for the last couple of days, and just her saying, "Let's do this." And we go, "Yeah, there's no fight left in me. I just do what I just lie here and be a pillow for you, or be a giant horse for you to just yeah, ride fine. around the house." Yeah, absolutely, that's fine. There's nothing left in the tank for me to even mm. argue with you or do something creative whatsoever. We've got nothing left to give. Yeah. 
So I'm going to do what everyone does when they're at the end of their tether and they're tired. I'm going to drink. Um, mm. Lucy, yeah. you're drinking this week. What have you got, what have you got for yeah. us? I am indeed. I will start off with a beer from Dogma Brewery. And mm. it's called Flying Dogma. Okay. Um, it's a Galaxy IPA. Uh, let's have a look. See if there's anything else. What's the percentage first? That would be smart. Gosh, I can't even see. This can is very nice, but um, there's a lot going on. So, oh yeah. wow. Bit hard to see. Oh, here we go. It's six point six percent. Um, Flying Dog the Galaxy IPA. Um. Doesn't give any mention of what hops are in there, mm-hmm. um, but it does say in hops we believe around the top of the can. So I assume there's hops in it. <laughs> but <laughs> doesn't doesn't say it's a, just a single hop galaxy. Just says galaxy. No. Just called Galaxy IPA. Yeah. So right. I'm guessing nothing other than Galaxy. If they have, maybe they just don't really mention um, mm. hops that they have. I've never had a beer from Dogma Brewery myself. So no, nor have I. Yeah. This when is... I saw Flying Dogma, I thought it was like Flying Dog. What, what was it? Is, is that the name uh, of the... No, Flying the... Snake Dog? <laughs> that's a... A, I'm sure that's a beer called Flying Snake Dog. I mean, Sounds like a great I mean isn't that just a thing animal. in Never Ender Story? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> flying Snake yeah. Dog. Um, they should have called the film that. It would be more accurate. Um, no, what, what isn't it? The one with the dog in the name that you see in a high, high street stores quite often. Uh, Dogfish Head. There's an American brewery called Dogfish uh, Head, I think. Yeah. I think it was... Dogfish? No, oh, it might just be Dogfish. Uh, dog Dragon. Dog Flying <laughs> Snake. Dog. Flying dog cat, cat Turtle dog. Head. Yeah. Flying just fucking everything. Yeah. I'll look it up, but this is from Dogma Brewery. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, Adol, what are you drinking? Uh, I was, um, so I, uh, it is flying. Dog I don't know here. if you've heard of this, um, but McKellar has, um, their, um, people like us series. Yeah. That, uh, well, it's, so it's run by artists, uh, supported by McKellar. And so there's a whole series of people like us beers, uh, which are sort of supporting autistic causes. Thought mm. that given the world is still on fire. Um, it would be useful to highlight that. Nice. Um, but also, I mean, uh, I, I, I got several of these, um, but I chose this one. <laughs> it's called Pepper Spray. Oh, topical. I'm pretty sure when they made this, they didn't know how topical that particular name so it is an ipa with black pepper in it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh but boy is it oof yeah i sort of was like either it's it's never going to be a better thing to bring up i figure this week we could at least bring it up and they my god this is a terrible thing for people to be using on people it's rather than in like three weeks where it's like Right, yeah, so this beer is called Pepper's Wait, let's just pretend not. And it's like, well, this is not like we can pretend it's not happening, so fuck it. Um, also, it is a good cause beer, so it's not just a mm-hmm. sort of me-me punch. Um, yes, so it's part of the Thank You Beer Trilogy, brewed by people like us at De Prof, uh, Belgium. 
and it's got Citra Mosaic, Equinot, Columbus, um, hops, and barley malt is the malt, and it has black pepper in it. Nice. And it is 5.5% and comes in a 355 can. Cool. Nice. Ooh, 355 as well. Mm. Get uh, that it, little it, bit extra. It is Flying Dog Brewery, and Wait. you're right, Ben, they brewed beer called Snake Dog. Right, uh, that's what it was. That's yeah. why I'm getting confused. Not Flying Snake Dog. Flying Dog. <laughs> snake Dog. Yeah. Right. Good. Because I'm sure I've had it on the yeah. podcast years ago. It's one of those that are in stocked in Tesco. So. Mm. Well, speaking of supermarket beer, that's what I've got this week uh, because I've just not done a beer order delivery. Uh, and I only just went to the supermarket today um, on a whim because there was a couple of other things we needed and I thought, well, I'll pick some beers up. I don't have anything in. But I'm going to start with Buxton Wild Boar IPA. Ooh. It is 5.7%. And it says a modern classic IPA, bulging with fr- fruity, juicy North American hops, a smooth mouthfeel, moderate bitterness, and a gentle biscuity malt backbone. It doesn't give me any of those hops, uh, just um, water, barley, oats, wheat, hops, and yeast as the ingredients on the side, and that is it. Mm. Um, I have no idea whether this is going to be too cold, because I thrust them in the freezer when I got back from the supermarket Mm. about an hour ago, Um, took them out about 30 minutes ago and put them into the fridge, so we will see how this is. Lucy, we'll come back to you. Hmm. Uh, immediately popping the can, just got a really really nice smell of like fruity, like melon, like soft, like melon uh, aromas and hmm. a bit of bubblegum, a bit of sweetness off the uh, off the aroma. It's pretty clear. It's only a little yeah. hazy. Sort of looks like a lager at the moment. It's probably a bit darker from where you lot have seen it, but it is like really, really like light yellow, that colour that looks like, you know, you'd associate with a lager. Oh, it's very nice smelling. See what nice. it tastes like. Mmm. That's nice. Yeah, it's got like that soft melon taste as well. Mmm. It's not overly fruity. It's not. I wouldn't, you know, associate this with being a very fruity beer. But it definitely has that. It sort of does like have that one note to it, not in a bad way, but in just oh, it's the taste isn't developing too much. It is just like that's a nice hit of fruit at the start, Mm. and then yeah, you got a bit of bitterness at the end of the slight bit of maltiness. You're getting that like kind of bubblegum esteriness as well, which is nice. Not strange for an IPA, but not exactly what it, what I would have mm-hmm. seen. But have another go. Get it back. Mm. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, I'm definitely getting a bit more bitterness now at the mm. start of the taste mm. as well. And then yeah, it gives away to you know gives over to a bit of fruit, like soft melon. And then, yeah, it just has a bit of bitterness at the end. It's quite carbonated still. You can still see the bubbles quite going, so it yeah. has a bit of crispness to it. Nice and refreshing, but 
That's pretty good. Please nice. that. Nice. Mm. Good. Yeah, good. I really want to know if there's any more hops in it other than Galaxy. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But yeah, that, it's got a nice bit of pineiness as well to go on along with that bitterness. It's just a really well balanced beer, to be fair. Mm. It's really good. I'm trying to think if I've ever had a single hop Galaxy beer mm. and what that tastes like, but I, nothing is coming to mind at all. No. Uh, whether it's I haven't or it just wasn't memorable enough for me to you know be mm. able to recall. Yeah, it's um, not one of those that you see on its own. You usually see it coupled mm. with like Citra or Mosaic. Yeah. And yeah, you know, like Citra is something that yeah that can be a single hop uh, for a beer or Mosaic, as I said. But yeah, never actually. Well, I don't know. <laughs> We've drank a lot of beers, but yeah, I yeah. can't recall if I've ever seen single hop Galaxy, but. Maybe Kern will do one. Uh, yeah, I, I feel my brain is saying I've definitely mm. had one, mm. but I mean I don't know what it was or what it tasted like yeah. in the catalog of hundreds of beers that we I've had, uh, let alone paid attention to. Yeah, yeah, that's it as yeah. well, isn't it? It's it's, I mean, how many beers can I actually remember how <laughs> they taste? A handful, and it probably mm. isn't until I taste something similar that the neurons fire and I remember something else or maybe that you know the beer I've had before um but yeah who who knows yeah one day we'll find out but not today one day but yeah it's not it's not one of those where the fruit is like oh it's very tropical or like was it last week when I was saying it oh it was very much orange pulp or something like mm-hmm. that it's 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 much more subdued it is as I say like a soft melony like this is just barely got any more taste than water, but it's there, and you can, yeah. mm. you know, taste it. So, yeah, it's really good. Really enjoying it. I'm gonna have to nice. seek out more from Dogma Brewery. Where are they even from? I'll try uh, Kevin Smith's repertoire. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everyone dreams of: is to say a joke. There could be a pause of two seconds, and then the person responds with a half glance up and saying, funny, and mm. then returning to the task again. <laughs> Yeesh. Is this, is this Serbia? Did it say Serbia? I'm going to no. have to Google it. What's this? Dog? Right. For, for, yeah, Dog Brewery. Mm. I don't think I need to Google two people doing it either, do I? Oh, I uh, it is Serbia, you are correct. Mm, yeah. They are located close to the Adam Mall shopping centre. Oh. At least their room is. Nice. I don't know if I've ever had a They're in beard from a Serbian brewery, so that's cool. I'm not sure I have mm, either. Mm. Don't know. I'm going to Serbia. Again. <laughs> memory memory <laughs> fails us. Yeah. 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 Uh Adam. How about oh, your right bit? Uh, it um I can't an immediate when I poured it, like a, like an apple juice type. Oh yeah. Um, waft. Um, and I'm still have that a bit on the nose. Um, there's a slight citrus to it, but again, it's it's more like a. Almost cidery in its nose. I'm actually not detecting that black pepper on the nose, which I thought it might sort of come at me, bro. Um, mm. Just because it's called pepper spray, they added black pepper. I assumed it'd be quite literally in your face. Whilst Adil is sipping his beer, I will just clarify that my beer is a collaboration with Flying Dog. Hmm. It is 
Oh. There on the can, as I said, the can is very busy. You can barely make oh, it yeah. out, but it's there. Yeah. Wow, flying that is dog. That is tiny. <laughs> that's why it's called flying dog. <laughs> <laughs> that that is clever, though. That's a port. That's a portmanteau of a brew name. Mm-hmm. Um, beer. Mm. I am. This is not what I expected. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm getting a little bit of that slight apple um, light citrus. More like a non-sweet orange. So not very tart. Nor sweet. Just sort of in the middle citrus. Um, it's quite wet. Um, but there's a slight bittering dryness. Uh that black pepper is there very very lightly in the um in the finish in the aftertaste i suspect it's actually just really lightly there the whole way through and it might mm. be what's melding all the flavors together um but boy can you not immediately get detect the pepper like this is not what it says on the tin i'm seeking it out and i'm like well, i think maybe it's there but it also could be that when i say grapefruit to you and the next time you have a sip of something vaguely ipa you're like oh yeah there's grapefruit there um like that's what i feel like i'm i'm, I'm trying to put the pepper into this mm. lack of pepper in the taste it's like a coppery golden ipa so slightly more orangey than than copper actually mm. but um it's really light almost delicate not what not what you would expect from something called sort of pepper spray and being like in your face graphically um in your face (laughs) oh i'm aware yeah yeah. it's not though it's just not an in your face beer that's an ipa with pepper called pepper spray this is like it's you could easily call this a pale ale and be like oh yeah that makes sense like there's just so kind of light and delicate um Mm -hmm. it's not bad i'm just like kind of shocked yeah i guess in that way it's achieved the can is very loud like, the beer is very quiet yeah. yeah um like this is like a more chilly but still sunny day type brisk like a brisk sunny day beer hmm. where like i don't want just some like bullshit bubbly lager because it's so hot i'm sweating my face off um but i want something light and uh reasonably effervescent uh and to just like casually sip in the sun this would be perfect but it's yeah it's just not what i expected yeah that's fair how about you ben um you can see it's a lot Uh, sort of uh that looks like dish water (laughs) it's very it's very oh god yeah kind of does i mean it does it's got this kind of brown murk to Mm. it it's a little bit lighter uh than the camera conveys um, it looks like if a... you drank that out of a river, you'd get dysentery. <laughs> Definitely smells <laughs> nice. Doesn't smell like that's what I'm going to get. Um, light tropical fruit on the nose. Hmm. Mm. Okay. Mm. The. <laughs> okay. It's... You, you negotiating with the beer in its taste. <laughs> the. Um, 
The fruit um, isn't quite as big in the flavour as it is on the nose. And the flavour does have this um, this very light bitterness to it that kind of kicks in straight away. And it's almost like everything in the flavour comes straight at you from the start. It doesn't mm -hmm. sort of flow between this... Um, this tropical fruits into you know getting maybe a bit more of the malty backbone into that um into that bitterness everything is there from the start and that actually works quite well mm. because it all of those flavors work together so there is a little bit of tropical fruits hard to pick that out because you are already getting that slightly biscuity malty um mm note in there as well which is kind of as the beer looks kind of muddying the flavor of the of the fruits a little bit but that like that bitterness comes in straight away there's that maltiness fruits are there very light fruits mm. again really it is hard to pick those out it's kind of doesn't quite edge on citrus it's not quite sort of tropical stone fruits. I'm not getting a huge amount of sweetness from it. Okay. Um, it's just very kind of very solid almost. It's like a, you know, everything. It's just a big yeah. solid block of flavor. No nuance or anything. Yeah, yeah. Nothing coming and going. Which is kind of here. Yeah, it's here and now it's gone. <laughs> um, doesn't linger very much doesn't stick around that bitterness does it, that is the lasting element of it just that little tingle in the in the mouth from that bitterness kind of being left over and it is very dry so it disappears really quickly that dryness is is, is there it just sucks everything out and it's gone hmm. and i need to go back to it just to kind of get that bit even though it is a you know i'm not picking out kind of nuance of how it flows yeah. Uh, and thinking, oh, I want to taste this again because what was that just in the middle there? What did I? What did I get there? It's just take it again because it's gone, really, really yeah. quickly. Yeah, just shows its hands and then folds, basically. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. What was it? Five, five point seven. So it's not super light, but it's a little on the lighter side. Mm. Um, it does say juicy North American hops? I mean. Hmm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even guess. To be fair, mm -hmm. um, yeah, moderate, moderate bitterness, gentle biscuit malt backbone. I mean, it, it has all of those things, but it is just a block of them, just a solid, <laughs> solid block of all of those things. Um, I know what you mean? Yeah. So That's yeah, a shame. yeah. I mean, um... it's it, it, it's all right. It's fine. I, I polished you smash mine that back because <laughs> it's really nice yeah good <laughs> how many beers did you bring this evening uh two but there's more in the fridge so <laughs> just in i case. can pop off in my inevitable toilet break so yes <laughs> <laughs> do you want to open another beer now while we're chatting oh no 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 right. i'm okay let this one okay. let's just one settle mm, fair right well we'll start with you then lucy mm. uh, what do you want to talk about this week Ah, uh, nothing really in particular. I've just been, mm -hmm. I think, just anticipating The Last of Us. Um, so I've just been playing odd bits and bobs. Um, yeah. There's an itch bundle, which I believe, did we all buy? Um, I think so, yeah. 
five dollars and now you get a thousand itch games in that bundle Mm. and it's (laughs) that's a crazy number of games but um yeah just scrolling through them i just i mean aesthetically it's like it's easy just to scroll through it's like oh that looks like something Mm. that i might like um so i've been playing a few yeah (laughs) Yeah. i I can see what that is in the thumbnail Mm -hmm. you know i don't need any explanation i'm probably going to enjoy that so I played uh, a game called A Snake's Tale, which is basically this grid-based puzzle game. Um, I think it's about 75 levels or something like that. And it's like one of those um, tile-moving games. So it's like, oh, i got to get this snake into this hole, but there are these other snakes in the way. I've got to move these snakes um, to other parts of the grid to make way for the main snake to get into the hole. And it adds different mechanics, like, oh, this this snake can be, you know, uh, this snake expands in size once it eats an egg, or this these snakes can't um, move in this particular direction, or this snake can be dragged from either side, it's like a two-headed snake, mm. or... It, it just adds, um, you know, different mechanics and layers. It's really... Well, I finished it in a couple hours. Um, there are a few challenging levels to it, but yeah, it was just one of those. It's like mm, I'm just gonna pick it up. I enjoyed my time with it. It got me thinking. It got me thinking about things other than the terrible world that we live in. So yeah, yeah. that was uh, good. That's useful. Yeah, but there's some really good games in that bundle, like uh, minutes in there. Yep, a short which, hike. A short hike. Yeah, I was gonna um, say. Short hike, which you both have recommended, and I hadn't actually played yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you might have had that in humble it. choice. That's what originally... I think I already own it on something mm-hmm. about four I was like, times, you know what? probably. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, you know what? I've got the itch app. Uh, I'll just install yeah. this because, like, at the ver- that will stats wise, it'll show people who are playing these games in this bundle, and that might matter versus installing it off of mm. Steam or whatever. Yeah, I it on if I own a game on itch. I've- Tend to play on itch rather than steam because it's like yeah i want to support that uh, I, platform yeah i think what i read in the bundle description you can't play any of these on steam they're not no. steam codes. yeah these are all so, itch yeah. yeah these are all itch download yeah. install because sometimes I mean, they give you d- a steam code as well in in like a bundle yeah, like this yeah, yeah. but i just um, clarified no yeah the itch client is cumbersome compared to like slick you know non community I, I grassroots games, right. but it, it mm. yeah i mean to be honest the fact that everything comes with its own installer means mm. like you don't really need yeah. like it's you could just go from your browser hit, hit install download the installer if you want uh so i guess the only thing that uh niggled me was that uh i so you can't actually see the collect when you buy collections because i also bought the gdc relief fund Mm-hmm. Mm. package uh, a couple months back um, and your itch library doesn't if even if you buy a bundle it doesn't sort of tell you these are the games in that bundle it, uh, it, on the website it will on the website you can click mm. on the bundle and then it'll give you a list and then you yeah. can download the installers but the only way to install off of the itch platform is to right. go to the library find the game hit install and it'll install to your default location uh, but again, that's not sort of the point. Uh, it just more like a warning. Like, yeah, they've got a, they've got a client, but it's not exactly 
Yeah. It's not like the other clients you, you sort of get even from even Origin and the Uplay sort of have yeah. a more centralized thing because it's not a centralized thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it's not these a are bad all client. Games. Yeah, okay. it's not a bad client, yeah. but it's something that I agree. I don't, I don't use it as much. I just download straight from the website and yeah. play it that way. Because usually yeah. I just delete them off my uh, hard drive anyway once I'm done with them. Because a lot of these games are short, but yeah, I played uh, Snake, uh, Snake's Tale, and mm-hmm. um, Spring Falls. I think it's called Spring. It's either Spring Fall or Spring Falls, which is like a hexagonal grid-like puzzle um, where you're basically moving tiles up and down. It's basically seen as like on this cliff face, and there's like a waterfall, and you got to make the water trickle down in a way so that all these plants can grow and Hmm. it's a a tile based grid based game it took me probably the same amount of time as Snake's Tale, probably 2 hours of 60 levels in total, just another cool puzzle game that I had on my wish list on on, um, iPhone it's like it's there now, played it, saved myself a few few pounds, whilst also donating to charity Yes, Hmm. Yeah. Mm. I am uh, I mean, I I picked it up when it was. Um, I mean, what was it at first? Seven hundred odd games, seven hundred and fifty, seven hundred forty, something like that. Something yeah. Like that, yeah. And I, I picked it up knowing that yes, I played a few of them, but actually there mm. was still a reasonable amount of um, of quality indie titles in there, mixed in with such a broad range of smaller experiences. Yeah. Like it's it's insane the different uh, like genres it hits and it's, it's kind of I don't know, you know, you saying the two games you played Lucy were puzzle games but you know, and we said there's Minute on there as well and a short hike, there's there's loads of different experiences and I, I think you mentioned that uh, a, a, a new, new life, life had been added yeah. as well mm. Yep, so I'm going to play that on there so Yeah, yeah there's, there's tons of visual novels, RPGs, tabletop games, like mm. multiplayer games, there's a lot on there So Yeah, yeah and definitely will, worth picking up. It is, and people will find something that they either haven't played or will, um, you know, th- there is something on there for everyone, essentially, mm. for such a low price point. I know, it's crazy. As well, and it's I think ridiculous. That, yeah. They've surpassed $2 million in sales, $2 million in sales, which nice. is good. I think they, they're up in that to like $5 million, so, mm. yeah. And Cycle, is it 23 so oh yes, Pillbugs game, yes, cycle twenty eight, yeah. yeah. Twenty eight, yeah. Let's get the number And their previous mm. Sean's previous game, which I think is called Intelligent Design as well. So okay. both of their games are on there, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the big thing is I think when they hit their two million goal, they found it was like seven hundred and fifty games and they found two hundred and fifty yeah. more people willing to jump throw mm. in. So yeah. you just you spent your five bucks, you got your 750 games, and suddenly you got 250 more. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I paid 10 Canadian or US dollars, whatever. I just was like, nah. Like, the default was more than the minimum, and I was yes. like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I did the same. Uh, I, don't, yeah. I don't see a reason to not do this. Mm-hmm. I feel bad, because uh, I not mine down to five. <laughs> I mean, no, no. I mean... But, to, I mean it works out like it was 10, 10 US dollars was the default, which I think mm. worked out at like eight pound fifty, yeah. or something yeah. like that. Um, the exchange rate just 
but but the, the, I it's think crazy. the thing is Lucy like and yes this yeah. is a um, like a bundle which is supporting and going to charity and the the money is helping to fund kind of the current causes going on at the moment but I would imagine that the bigger games on that mm-hmm. list Lucy you have probably purchased already yeah yeah that's true um, yeah like because the games that I recognise are the games that I've played so mm. or, or, or or wanted to play um so yeah, there's there's quite a lot that I have played, like you say, minute a short hike, and and stuff like that. So, but it's like, yeah, there's even if I'm playing a new life, that's what two pounds on, yeah. Steam or yeah. something like that. I've saved myself two pounds. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's be, a lot more. Yeah. What what will be interesting? So we are going to have Dave and Sean from Pillbug on in the next few weeks because their mm. new game is coming out soon. Uh, so that might be an interesting question to pose to them about kind of how they got involved with putting their games on. Yeah, I'm glad um, you mentioned that because I was just curious. It was like, I wonder who did they just send out like a blanket email to every yeah. itch crit and just say, yeah. "Do you want to be part of this?" And they, <laughs> it's literally yes slash no, or and their game just gets added. So yeah, that'll be interesting to yeah. to find out that. Absolutely. Um, write it down as one of the questions because mm. I will forget otherwise <laughs> but other than that um, so I'm going to work my way through that library, that massive library I'm not going to play yeah. them all obviously but play a few um, other than that I've played a ge- I played and finished a game called Raccoon um, R-A-K-U-E-N and I don't really want to talk about it because I went in completely blind um, people just lauded this game and said you know that i hear it mentioned in like same notes of like the likes of uh, undertale um probably because it's like one creator um called laura shigihara uh, she did most of the work the music the art uh the writing and stuff like that um i didn't know much about this game um it's got kind of like a 16-bit top down it looks like one of the pokemon games whatever came after yellow i don't know um, whenever it moved into mm. like sixteen bit, when there were colours, yeah, when, <laughs> when there were more colours other than like sixteen, um, yeah, it, and and it, you could like confuse it for like some RPG maker, some very cheap, uh, just like yeah. something that you just randomly find on Steam and someone just threw out there, but it, it's got layers, man. <laughs> that game's mm. got a lot of layers. Um, as I say, just it, just. Just look at the Steam page. I I paid three pounds for it when it was on ste- when it was on sale, and it's just like I, I've heard this people talk about this game, you know, very well, and 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 deservedly so. It's really it's really uh, emotional, but fun and light-hearted game, and and mm-hmm. they've even made uh, an anime uh, oh, wow, okay. out of it. Like, oh, cool. I watched, it, it, like this. Um, like 3D graphics, um, like kind of animated, like game to it, but, but not game series. Uh, the second episode came out recently, so I only watched the first one. But it's it's pretty good how well that art style and that the, the concept of the game kind of works in like a children's cartoon. But mm. yeah, it, probably going blind. I'm not going to say much more about it. But yeah, it's a really special game, and I nice. teared up at the end. It's very. I should have known where it's going. It's a bit obvious, but it's just like, 
I, I don't know what Still kind you. of... I mean, yeah, I, it's like... Good it, narratives I, I just, don't require surprise, right? Mm. Yeah, but it's like, it, this is really obvious. And it's like, this is really obvious where it's... It, there is layers to it, so it's it's like, okay, peel one layer off, it's like, oh, I, I see what's underneath the surface. I should have then made the educational leap to be like, oh, this mm. is where it's going, because it's pretty obvious at the end of the day. Maybe I just didn't want to. I'd be like, no, this yeah. is a happy game. It's going to be happy for... The whole game, and there's no deeper message to it. <laughs> I'm I just did. running around in some fantastical world, but oh. yeah. <laughs> I did have a quick look at the Steam uh, store mm. page a few days ago when you mentioned it, and this is from a few years ago, isn't it? 2017, something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Mm. It, I, I I heard someone talk about it on like a podcast. I can't remember which one, but they were like they were saying like which indie doesn't get enough notice, like you know. And, um, and the, like Raccoon. Mm. Maybe it's because it's only released on PC, but mm-hmm. still, like like something like Undertale was only released on PC. You'd, yeah. you'd think more people would talk about this game because, I mean, hey, I preferred it to Undertale. People love really? Undertale, and I, you know, maybe I I just didn't get it. It it wasn't exactly something that hit on a note for me, but mm. yeah, the, I'd recommend this over Undertale or something like that. So nice. Uh, do you know if um, if the the creator has made anything else? Um, no, I don't know if she's made anything else. I think she might have been the composer or something for stuff like To the Moon and hmm. Bird Story, which okay. are also lauded. Um, I have both of those on my Steam library. I'm, I'm planning to get round to them sooner rather than later, but yeah. Oh wow! So I, she's I'm done sure. a lot of work. Yeah. So she was lead composer and sound designer for Plants vs Zombies. Okay. As creator of Aquan, she's also but she's worked on everything from uh, World of Warcraft to co-creating the ending theme song for Minecraft: The Story of Mojang, uh, and also did the worked with. Uh, Yasunori Mitsuda on the official Square Enix Chrono Trigger Chrono Cross 20th Anniversary album. Wow! So she's uh, incredibly talented. Already knew this yeah. failing it, <laughs> and this just further proves it. Yeah, yeah. She did Blood Elf Druids for World of Warcraft. For those of you who know World of Warcraft, <laughs> and me. some Super Meat Not Boy me. stuff. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So, incredibly talented. Um, so, crazy yeah. to move from game composer to game designer yeah but you know what when people are talented they just seem to just be talented at everything <laughs> <laughs> some people really god are. just dishes the talent yeah. out to some people and none to others <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, it, you know, it, it's one of those where we don't know um we don't know how long it, it took her to make this. It could have been something she was working on for mm. years, just in her spare time. You know, she she thought maybe she just had a story to tell, and this was the best way to to kind of get it out there while she was doing, yeah. you know, standard paid work. Um, you know, so yeah. and maybe I wouldn't we should think, email uh, her. She'll yeah. ignore it, but maybe we should <laughs> compose our theme tune. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's not something that I thought I'd gel with, like this kind of anime Pokemon looking game but <laughs> it really did but um, yeah that's probably it 
for me this nice. week. I, I, I'm playing Bioshock for the first time ever, but oh, yes. people know Bioshock. I'm 13 years late. Are you playing it on Switch? No. Um, no, I didn't think it, you were. That it's gave just me the kick up the arse. Switch, right? Yeah, it, it I didn't has. Know that. Yeah, it, it, because I always. This is one of my uh, white whales. It's like, mm. Mm, wasn't playing games around that time. I really want to get to Bioshock. I, I know how much people love it, and the mm. story has. Well, I I got to the game part of the game with the twist. I won't say what the twist is because people know what the twist is, or if they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I will bring nothing to this conversation to the conversation around this twist, mostly because I have no idea what's going on in the story. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'm very much enjoying the gameplay and the uh, um, the kind of it is an immersive sim, just just that kind of freedom that you get. Uh, I dropped it down to easy because it's like <laughs> I'm not playing a game from 13 years ago on. Even medium nowadays, I just want to get through it, see what the fuss is about, oh, see what the yeah. story is. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm not fine. That much. that's the key. Is mm. if if you're playing for like catching up with the zeitgeist, or because it's well known for its narrative, then there's kind of less of a point. Mm. Unless like you really are digging the gameplay, it, I personally I am, would rather start yeah. easy mm. and then like ramp up. If you're like, oh, actually, I wouldn't mind this more challenging mm -hmm. uh, yeah. because. I'm enjoying the gameplay so much. I considered that, and then I was like, nah, I'm still, because I'm still enjoying the gameplay, it's still fun, you know? Mm -hmm. Even though I'm just mowing down big daddies with, like, two grenade launchers, I'm I still mean, enjoying it, you know? Sounds great. Mm. I mean, to be honest, though, let's, like, in this current climate... Sometimes just having wins, wins, wins is, is the thing you need. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this game is scary. I don't want to be scared. I'm a wuss. I don't want that. I'm playing I with can't... headphones on, it's really good. <laughs> yeah. I can't That's remember a... why I stopped playing it. Because I started hmm. and then just, just put it down and never went back to it. And then never played the second game. Uh, but then did play uh, Infinite. Bioshock Infinite, yeah, when Infinite, it came out yeah. on PS, not when it came out, it was a PS3, PlayStation Plus game towards the end of the PS3's um, lifetime. Like January, Feb it came out like February, March or something, or maybe even later that summer. Yeah, I remember I renting it idea. and enjoying it. Yeah. A really pretty game. Um, the gameplay, I think, I'd, okay, in another like distant world you know universe i would like to go back to infinite that's just not gonna happen but i'd love to see what it's like having this context and you mm. know and appreciation for like the immersive sim gameplay that the original has so yeah it's not gonna happen but <laughs> i thought the story in infinite was like i don't know what's going on these lighthouses. Like, I mean, yes. I tried to dig into it in, after like, that's, the fact. That's, that's like yeah. right at the end, isn't it? It's kind of like, yeah. oh, there, there's this bigger, there's this bigger narrative mm. going on that will just chuck in right at the end for you. Um, yeah, because I was yeah. like, what is this? This seems kind of interesting. I tried to like dig into it, like after, and it's like, yeah, nobody knows. Yeah. Nobody knows what this is about. <laughs> Ken Levine just, Ken Le you know, exactly he came off his drugs and he say. was like, you know what, <laughs> just putting a lighthouse. Yeah. He probably woke up on a beach 
<laughs> next to a lighthouse and like, I'll just put this in the game. I was going to say exactly the same thing. <laughs> Kelly just suddenly just went, I know, we, it, this is it. We'll chuck yeah. it in. Chuck it all in. Yeah. Um, it's probably high on cough drops. I mean, and are you, sleep you guys look, looking forward to Bioshock 3 that was announced a little while ago? Was uh, it? I, I, yeah, they're, they're, they're working on a new Bioshock. Um, Didn't the the company studio disband? I think or get it got, shot. I think it went tiny. Right. <laughs> I can't remember if it, they shut it completely, or Did they, they change their name. Like maybe, possibly. Something happened. Ken Levine's gone, basically. Yeah. But I think Two K announced that. Yeah, we've got a studio and they're working on it. I'm intrigued. Like I was intrigued before having this context, but I'm intrigued. Not ex- I don't know. Like, not exactly excited. I think I'm more intrigued as to what the gameplay would be. And mm-hmm. like, returning to Rapture, it's like, what's the point at this? Yeah. Juncture. You but, kind of want yeah. them to explore somewhere new, don't don't mm. you, you? You want to to get a little bit more of that bigger narrative going on and maybe the idea that yes this is the this this kind of hub area and you can jump between the, all of these different places mm-hmm. so maybe you do go to rapture but it's only for a very short period maybe go to columbia columbia yeah. is that what it was called in Infinite? Yeah, columbia with yeah um and with but you. then actually the main crux of what's going on is setting is is setting a new uh, a new mm. setting a new a new city or area or wherever they want to kind of go but yeah. you're able to be a bit more maybe metroidvania with it and you know you then suddenly need to go somewhere else to get something you have to go somewhere else to get something tie in loads of different bits from those previous um previous games i know uh, some of the dlc for these games people have said is the best part of these games so you know there's a lot for them to build on and use to you know make something new but have a very fleshed out world Mm -hmm. uh, to back everything up so yeah uh, i didn't know they were making another one but super interested and i think if they you know if suddenly that comes to fruition and they say it's coming out at this time um i've still got i think they gave away the collection which was the first two games plus some of the dlcs uh, on ps plus which i picked up uh last year maybe um Mm -hmm. so again i've got that in the library to nice to go back to Um, Uh, but again i can't remember why i bounced off the first bioshock it was a long but time I've ago. But I've never, I've never felt like even after Infinite, I've never felt like going back to it. Mm. Yeah, so. it's it, it's uh, yeah. Infinite is probably not the best advert for the series. Mm. And I, I, I'm saying this is very um, uneducated about it to a certain extent. Um, but yeah, the first game it still holds up. Um, I, I'm playing it on backwards compatibility uh, on 360. Mm. Textures are a bit muddy, and you know, but it like everything in terms of its gameplay and its systems, its layers and layers and layers upon systems that never feels overwhelming or excessive. It it absolutely holds up. Nice. So yeah, I I I'd look for if they can make the next one and it's an immersive sim and it's 
like really good. Like I should really go back to Dishonored, um, Dishonored Two, and try that because I've played like the start of that game, and it seems well. Everyone lauded it when it came yeah. out. It didn't sell well, unfortunately. But yeah, after playing like Prey and seeing the potential of what something like that could be, um, Prey was a bit just a bit too rough around the edges. Mm. Um, in terms of its storytelling and the systems made sense, it was just the combat wasn't that great. But if you can mm. make something like Prey and make it like great, it was so close to greatness. Then yeah, I I'll look forward to that. Mm. I, I'm intrigued. Nice. Um, yeah, you should go back to Dishonored too. It is very very good. Yeah, I'll probably drop it then to easy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think even when I played it, I might yeah. have dropped it down from or to to at least the next um, to the next mm-hmm. difficulty down from what I was playing in the latter stages yeah. of the game. Um, because I, and, yeah, because I don't like first person stealth, so maybe mm. dropping it down to easy where it's like, yeah, if I get to it doesn't even matter. I'll just slice through yeah. these guys. Yeah, and again, you don't you you can play it in that sort of way it does it does benefit you to be a little more stealthy but you can be quite aggressive in the way that you you play dishonored uh and i still think having gone back to um titanfall 2 years after everyone else played it um and enjoying the titanfall 2 um time travel level i still think the dishonored 2 time travel level works it a little bit better yeah, I, I don't know. So Timefall we can talk about we time can talk about that at some point. Was good, great even, but I don't think it was the second coming of Christ. Like everyone <laughs> else, <laughs> else. Wow, oh, every game should be this. Yeah, but I was like, this is this has been done before, guys. Mm-hmm. You know, people have time traveled in games. Yeah. The cave. Did anyone play the cave from Double yes. Fine? Like one yeah, of my favorite Double Fine games. Yeah, there was a time traveling level in that. Mm-hmm. That's where they got the idea from. But again, there's I mean, there's Ron plenty Gilbert. of plenty of puzzle games out there which work with um, you know moving between another state or another dimension or another plane or whatever they call it mm-hmm. um, for you to get past objects or make your way around a different you know a, a blocked area or to defeat some people or, or just even to yeah. stop people from getting you type of thing. Yeah, there's. There's tons of games with those kinds of things built into them, and I think it was this uh, the Sojourn, I think is the name. Yeah, of the yeah, puzzle game, first person puzzle game. Yeah, first person puzzle game in which you were jumping between a light state and a dark state, and able to do different mm, right. things within those. Um, so yeah, there's 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 tons of games with that kind of yeah. uh, element to it. I think the difference with Titanfall and Dishonored was that it's almost kind of a bit of a gimmicky kind of level but they mm. are almost the standout parts of those games yeah nice but yeah. let's do a feature on that then all the games that do time travel all right that game called, what was that game called was it called the silent age which is like a 2d point and click one where you you basically traveling between like the 70s like <laughs> Oh yeah, Wait, totally really? was the Silent Age. Yeah, yeah I enjoyed that. I didn't play that. Um, you'll be yeah. shocked to find mm. out that I own it, but I've never played it. <laughs> oh my god! Catch <laughs> surprise! 
It's very oh. shocked with you. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there had to be one. <laughs> it's true. Um, I, could, I mean, I could, I could absolutely write a, a feature on it. Um, I'm currently writing um, a review for a game. Which I oh I don't even. The Last I, of Us. He's got The Last of Us. Everybody. No, it's not The Last of Us. <laughs> it is not The Last of Us. The uh, uh. Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> I wish it was, but it isn't. Um, I don't even know if I'm allowed to tell you that I'm playing it. I think I can. There's nothing. I don't think there's anything in the email that says I can't say that I'm playing it. Um, oh yeah, I mean usually not. Yeah, I started. Uh, I have been playing Summer in Mara. I'm looking that up because I look it up. Look at the thing. I don't know what I'm allowed to say. I can't remember what I'm allowed to even talk about. Um, oh. But there's an embargo for next week, so next, I don't know whether it'll be. I, I don't think I'll talk about it on the podcast because I think next week we've got a guest, so I may not have time to get it in. But I am writing a written review for it, so that will appear probably on the embargo day, maybe on on outoflives.net. Um, as my previous PlayStation feature has just come out, if you're interested in how I feel about PlayStation and how I've grown up with PlayStation, you can go to Outlaws.net and you can read all about it. Um, which Lucy very kindly edited for me. <laughs> Thank you very much. And edited very, very well. Um, made lots of excellent suggestions. Um, but... Like I say, I can't talk about that one today. I'll talk about something else in a minute. Um, Lucy's down on the floor looking for something. I'm going to open another beer. Hmm. I know Lucy's ready. Are you ready, Andal? Uh, I will be shortly. I'm just going to rinse my glass. But luckily, because I live in this flat, I can just walk three (laughs) paces behind me. (laughs) Good. Uh, Okay, Lucy, you you keep rummaging around doing what you're doing. Backing us up. (laughs) <laughs> I'll open my I'll open my beer. Um I oh, oh no, Lucy's pouring. What have you got, Lucy? What are you pouring? Yeah, sorry, it? just dropped something. Um I have a beer from Brewery de Molen. Oh nice. Hey! Scooch man. Hey! It's called Zon and Z. Z O N and Z E E. E, yeah. Which uh means sun and sea. It is um, a summer golden brown-ish ale, and it's 4.1%. Um, I can't really see any other information. No Their labels mention. always look super, super full, oh. though. Yeah, sorry. It's on the front, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at the back. Uh, ingredients, water, barley, malts, golden promise, crystal, bitter hops, challenger, golding, top fermenting yeast. Yeah. Nice. Classic brewery, Damone. Uh, free 30ml bottle. Simple as. Tells mm. you you should enjoy it 6 degrees. Yeah. Nice. It is, as it says on the bottle... Golden brownish in colour. Mm. Slightly off white head. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Ooh, kind of that looks, looks like good. an amber ale from your. Yeah. It's a bit lighter again. Yeah, like, a little sort of bronzy life. red hint to it. Yeah. I do Poppery like. Look to it, yeah. yeah, I do like how Demolin um, 
have never changed. Well, not, not never, mm. but at least since we've started this podcast, and I've I, I've known of them, they just haven't ever changed their labels. And no. All of these other breweries, which go through rebrands and you know try and modernise a little bit or change kind of what they're doing on their cans after they come from bottles, the Molen just smash it out. Yeah, just the same every time. They're the Dutch Colonel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a very good comparison. Um, Adol, what are you drinking? Beer. <laughs> what kind of beer are you drinking? You know, I've, I know I've said that joke. I think I even used it last week, but I don't. I think you used it. Times. Times. I think you used yeah. it earlier this episode. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, probably. I can't even remember. Uh, it's never going to get old. But in honor of Bristol's Black Lives uh, Matter um, toppling of the Colston statue, symbolic of the slave trade history in Bristol, mm. I thought I would use a local beer. Nice. I tottered down the road and picked up uh, one I don't think we've talked about, which is the Arbor Space Hardware. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's had, from Arbor. It's... Uh, a uh, super heavily hopped New England IPA brewed with Equinot, Galaxy, Mosaic, and Simcoe hops. It is 6.6%, and it is a full pint in a can, and it's this lovely blue color. Um, yeah. So it's mm. a New England IPA. It's got four hops. Should be interesting. And I, I really like what Arbor does, so I'm looking forward to this one. I mean... In all honesty, I've had this particular beer before, but I haven't mm-hmm. had it on the podcast. Yeah, it's not going to be a surprise. Like the, it was lime last week, wasn't it? The lime. It was uh, yeah. two weeks ago, I think. Two, yeah, yeah. Citrus Maximus, I think, wasn't mm. it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which I, I then don't had... remember the conversation. I had... Yeah, I had a couple of days later. I remembered the conversation because I thought exactly the same as what you had said. Like, yeah, super. <laughs> Very citrusy, but that yeah, not much else. The Space uh, Harbor is a good beer. I've had it before. Yeah. Um, Same, yeah. Uh, I have done. Thankfully, I started the pour off camera and was like, "Oh shoot, maybe I should shift and pour it on camera." And then the shifting caused some trouble. Uh, so uh, feel free to take your time while I wait for this to calm down. <laughs> Looks like a very tasty beer, though. Oh yeah, I mean that. Mm. That's, that's like, a nice solid. It'll nice take a bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've tied in quite well this week, uh, only in colour, with another super blue can. Oh uh, hey. This is the Thornbridge and Firestone Walker collaboration Pondera, a West Coast IPA, six point seven percent. It's got a cool bear on one side fighting a lion. Hmm. Who would win? A lion or a bear? Uh, is it a male bear. lion or a female lion? Looks, it bear looks like win. a male lion. Ah, he's going to lose. Those things are bear, fucking bear. lazy. Bear, <laughs> bear all the way. Yeah. Um, this says, uh, Pondera is the result of an exciting collaboration with the highly respected Firestone Walker. Expect a fantastically drinkable West Coast IPA with a refreshing bitterness and flavours of kiwi, passion fruit and guava. It has Idaho 7, Mosaic, Kashmir, Eldorado, and Simcoe in it. Um, I guess this little eye means it looks like gold. Uh, the mouth probably means it tastes like mango and grapefruit. The nose suggests tropical fruit and pine. And the knife, fork, and spoon, I guess, is a 
dish pairing, which they just got chicken wings. I mean, chicken wings go with anything. Uh, yeah. I don't know what you can't pair with chicken wings, really. <laughs> um, yeah. Chicken feet. <laughs> chicken feet are alright. You could have a chicken appendage platter. I mean, have you had chicken feet? They're really... No, I've not yeah, had chicken it's, feet. It's they don't just, contrast not... well, I guess, okay. is the point I was trying there's to make. Not, there's Crunchy. not a lot of meat on them. If you just deep fry them, then I'm, I mean, anything deep fried tastes good, to be fair. But um, <laughs> Chicken feet are not the worst. I like chicken hearts. I really like chicken hearts. Ooh, I've not had that. Mm. Mm. It's like liver, but good. <laughs> <laughs> Liver's alright. It's okay. Is it? But it's less irony, you know. Mm. I think I, I, I show my show my whiteness in that statement, don't I? <laughs> Liver's good. No, no. Well, liver, no. I mean, other. Uh, we eat liver. Liver eaten in, sadly. in non-white places. It's like awful. Yeah, I'll eat awful. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's called awful. awful. You know yeah. what you're getting. It's on the label. It's not going to be good. It's awful. Not, not all awful's awful. But... Awful. Yeah. Yeah. But... Uh, Lucy, let's mm. let's get back to beers. Lucy, how's your beer? <laughs> I want chicken nuts now. Um, <laughs> it's. I've already, I've already tasted it. Um, it's, it's even though like there's still a bit of carbonation, like you, you can't really feel that. It's very soft. Mm. It's very. Like smooth and easy. I don't know if I'm. Well, it says enjoy it like six percent, so not six percent, six degrees. Um, so yeah, it's not too warm at the moment, but I don't know. There's there's not much to it. Okay. It's got its maltiness, but it's very light, very light and soft. It's very subdued in its um flavour. Bit watery. Um. In terms of its what I'm getting from the flavour, it's not much to be honest. It's a bit of sweetness, a bit of maltiness. But yeah, not not much else. Bit a bit a bit of um I don't know if tinniness is the right way it word like slightly metallic taste mm. to it. Yeah. It's not bad, but it's it's nothing it's to there. Right yeah, it's there. Yeah. yeah. I always find that when you get that metallic taste that it doesn't mm. doesn't affect everything else. It just it just lingers, just happens to be there. Mm. Yeah, it's like if someone like melted down some like Harry Bows and just like heated it up and then cooled it down and just, <laughs> there it is. It's like it's got like some some sweetness, but yeah, it's there's not much to it. Yeah, yeah, not not, not the high heights I'd expect from. Uh, to Merlin, but okay. maybe I'm drinking it at the wrong temperature. I think a bit more carbonation, a bit more fizz to it would mm. help it. Mm. It just feels very flat, okay. unfortunately. Yeah. That's mm. a shame. That it's a 24 shame. EBU, so it's quite light on the bitterness side. Not really mm-hmm. getting any bitterness, so... Yeah. Fair enough. Arrow. Mm. Arbor. It is. Haze. Uh, I would say sort of natural honey that's almost crystal, half crystallized haziness. Like it's really, really mm. opaque. It's got that honey color, um, slightly more orangey. Smells fucking lush. Um, it's, the nose is not too powerful, but you're getting some citrus, some tro- tropical fruit, a little bit of 
Uh, that is slightly sour smelling. Slightly. Mm. There's something else in that nose that I can't quite pinpoint. But anyway. Mmm. This is a very satisfying beer. Um, it's really wet. Uh, despite the sort of large head, you can see it dissipated reasonably well in the yeah. minute or so. Um, it's not that... It's actually a little flatter, like in um, bubbles, in carbonation, that's the word, uh, than I was expecting. Um, Look at all those bubbles! Um, that's, what, that's what the little sis is calling by show. The big daddies. Mr. Bubbles. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it finishes slightly bitter, uh, but still kind of wet. And, like, the mouthfeel just is, it doesn't dry you out. The bitterness is so low that it doesn't sort of artificially make you feel like replacing the bitterness. So, like, you can take this at a leisurely pace. It's, um, tropically in somewhere between like a light mango and some passion fruit um almost like there's a melony something in there mm. the bitterness sort of hit like the taste is actually quite quick within 10 seconds you're in the within five seconds you're in the finish and the finish kind of tapers reasonably quick as well and then sort of lasts with this light bitterness um I was expecting, given from the nose, a bit more citrus. And it's there, right at the beginning, you get this sort of almost like orange zest hit. Mm-hmm. And then it, and then comes tropical fruits pretty quickly with mm-hmm. that light bitterness, and then everything fades, and then the bitterness sort of sits there. Um, sort of a lot going on. And they're all everything sort of shifting and taking turns. Uh, is extremely satisfying. This is very refreshing, uh, nice. and similar to the um, people like us pepper spray. Um, this is like a good kind of more chilly summer beer. It's not super bubbly. It's not super in your face. Um, it's not like so bitter that you're just going to be quaffing it. And mm. slamming it back because it's hot, and the bitterness sort of helps with that. It's um, it's a nice sip, stare off as the sun sets. Uh, IPA. Um, nice. That's yeah. the second time you've said pepper and chili, and <laughs> I wanted to make a joke, but I'm not the pun master. <laughs> hey, you... it's fair. <laughs> you could have. Yeah, couldn't tie I them find... together that well. Yeah, I find actually, and on that note, um, I've made a bunch of different types of chili in my past. I've never succeeded in with adding alcohol to chili and making it worthwhile. Mm. I've added beer to certain beers, certain things, but I've just never had it. Like, I've even like coffee grounds in chili. That's a thing you can do. It's really mm. interesting. <clears throat> um, dark chocolate's excellent. If 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 you've got a chili that something's missing, I almost guarantee you. Even milk chocolate will do a little bit, but like that cocoa just helps round out uh, a chili really well. Um, but but I've never quite figured out. It's not beer. It's I don't know. Just don't. It's, it seems like because it's like such a yeah. hey, it's a whole bunch of different flavors in a pot. Like you could just like there could be something you could like throw in to like make a really unique taste come out of it. And I've just never found the right alcohol. Yeah. Um, 
before Stunt that. some uh, habaneros in some tequila. Or oh, I mean, do- yeah. <laughs> I have chili that I cook for people in my house because, and not all of them like spice. And then I have chilies that I would prefer, which is like, <laughs> hey, sometimes this is just a vector. I mean, this is actually why I like something like chocolate in there because it it makes it so it's not one dimensional, even if it's super spicy. It helps mm. like expand the flavor profile without taking away from the fact that I want it to kind of burn my face. <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, yeah, I think chili I think, powder um, or like chili flakes or hot pepper sauce goes in everything I do. So. Yeah, I, I've, I've been be trying good. to be better about exp- revisiting the other tastes well than just be like, well, I can always just add some <laughs> spice, some hot spice. We'll just mask everything with so- some chili paste. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So that's uh, that's some um, the end of chili corner. How's your beer, Ben? Uh, My beer is very, very... Clear, Jesus. I can almost see each of you through the beer. Uh, I can probably just Mm. about make my face out look... It's very, very sort of golden in colour. Barely, barely any head to it whatsoever, and again, still bubbling, uh, like your first beer, Lucy. Still carbonated, still going mm-hmm. even after it, the the head is dissipated. It's almost got this weedy sort of nose to it. It's a little mm-hmm. bit of dankness to it, and it, and that comes through in the flavour as well. Mm. So this starts out very, very crisp. As soon as you're, you're like, oh, that's a nice sort of crisp hit to start with. A little bit of fruit on there. Can't remember what they said, but guava maybe, a little bit of passion fruit. Mmm, guava, interesting. Yeah, kiwi, passion fruit, and guava, they suggest. Um, okay. But it kind of, there's this little little bit of bitterness in there as well. Not not much at all. Maybe even less than the, um, than the Buxton, which was quite kind of uh, quite subdued against everything else and the the bitterness in this is maybe making that end note a bit more grapefruity so it kind of just bitters very slightly so those tropical fruits just make a little bit more of a grapefruit uh, uh, flavor kind of on the end but they, those initial flavors that you get that, that with that crisp sort of hit Mm. And it does, and it it kind of those 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 fruits that definitely a little bit of passion fruit definitely hits you, and then fades very very nicely into that mm. slightly more bitter grapefruit flavour to it, and Excellent. it is dry. It is a dry beer, but that finish lingers quite nicely. So it's maybe got um, a little bit of the demolin about it too, a little bit of a tinny. Yeah, a little bit of a metallic kind of note to it as well, just underlying everything in there. Maybe that's kind of what's giving it that initial sort of crisp kind of hit at the start. You're kind of hit by that metallic taste, which goes, you know, just just lifts you very. 
I was going to say, I don't, I don't think there's another word that comes after very there. Just lifts you. Slightly, and yeah. then mm. everything else just follows and mm. lowers and fades very nicely from that initial big, crisp sort of hit. Um, mm. Good that you're enjoying it. Yeah. I'm, I know as well it said it had maybe a little bit of a, a piney note to it. Mm. That's maybe maybe in there with the... You know, masked a little bit by that kind of, uh, by that flow into grapefruit. It is, it is maybe just in there, and maybe again, that's what's pushing me more towards thinking that it's a grapefruit kind of finish to this. You know, mm-hmm. those those fruits melding with that pininess, just making it feel like it's more of a grapefruit kind of finish. I'm sure. I did I read grapefruit on here at some point? I'm sure, I did. Or did I yeah. just mention it 40 minutes ago and you were... Yeah, like, no, well, yes, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> it does say... Uh, so that's interesting. So in the flavour mm-hmm. text, it says, um, expect a fantastically drinkable West Coast IPA with a refreshing bitterness and flavours of kiwi, passion fruit, and guava. And then, on its list of things, so it, it, it's got an eye, which would tell you the, the colour of it. It's got a mouth, which you would expect would tell you the flavour of it. Um, but that says mango and grapefruit so flavours of kiwi, passion fruit and guava but it also tastes of mango and grapefruit I can see why there's that difference on there because you do get those initial flavours of passion fruit and then it does end on that kind of grapefruity note Um, not sure I'm getting the the guava is there as well but the kiwi very hard I don't think I've ever had a beer where I've been able to pick kiwi out. Maybe I just mm. don't eat enough of them to to, to to be that familiar with the flavour to kind of uh, to take like, from everything yeah. else. I feel like someone like Fierce Beer has probably done a kiwi beer. Probably. probably. <laughs> yeah. I've heard there uh, there's quite a few kiwi beers <coughs> in New Zealand. <sighs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> You're not it, look, it today. had to be done. We all them. we all knew it was going to happen. <laughs> like, let, let's just—it's 215 <laughs> episodes in, Lucy. You knew in it was thing. coming. Yeah, the, you need to step up your game, though. You, the quality's uh, dipped. <laughs> I should have looked it's up not, and no, just see, said. It's never funny, been about I? quality. Look, there's good ones and there's bad ones. This is the quantity's never going to change. Sure. Some of them are going to be decent. And some, some of them are going to be indecent, yeah. and some of them are going to be crap. Mm. You throw something at a wall long enough, one of them will stick. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> this is no like cooking the pasta until you're sure it's al dente, and you throw it at the wall and they all stick. This is like, I cooked it for a bit, let's see what the fuck happens. And most of it hits the floor. And then your partner's like, why are you throwing pasta? Yeah, yeah apparently that's not a good way to tell. I think that I think if it Correct. sticks to the wall, that means it's overdone. <laughs> also depends on what kind of wall you have. Yeah, if it's oh made of Velcro, then you know some things will stick. Some things will velvet-lined walls. <laughs> you're probably well, not no, like cooking you, your own you pasta like if you've got velvet-lined like walls. If you had a tile backsplash that was recently cleaned, more things will slip off of it compared to like a painted wall. True. If it's yes. a matte painted wall versus an eggshell painted wall, again, you're going to have different mm-hmm. pasta sticking variants. Right? Again, like, do you think do you think white pasta versus wholemeal pasta makes a difference as well? 
um, is as to how sticky it is when it's cooked mm. al dente. Mm. I don't want to hear anyone. Let's move on. <laughs> and and le- folks, what you just witnessed was us passing the pasta corner. <laughs> Conversation, give me an yours. So, um, I hope it hasn't, Lucy. But uh, <laughs> I kind of wanted to uh, touch a little bit this week uh, on. Um, I, I can't talk about Summer and Mara yet, but I can mention that I am. I'm pretty sure I must now be in the last fight of Final Fantasy VII. I've got to be. I've been playing this game for fucking hours. Um, and I haven't. I forgot to play it again. I, well, I mean, I don't know. I've had really... minor spoilers, but... Um... Okay. I mean, so there's a, there's a fight at the end of the game, which isn't in the original... Uh, isn't in the original yeah, I was going to say, have you hit the, the point where the path of FF7 Disc 1 and FF7 Remake have diverged? Yes. Yeah. From what I understand, that's like Act Three, if you can call it that, like the, the end of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're, you know, I did the um, the fight on the highway out of the city um, after you've been in the Shimmer here building. Looking. Still, it, it just as just as pristine retaining. as the start hasn't hasn't even moved, hasn't changed. <laughs> um, and they throw me then into this. Um, series or you know Final Fantasy has always had these boss battles which have these phases and, yeah you know, forms, you go from, boss forms yeah uh, and and mostly that comes with the with the big bad kind of with the with the antagonist that kind of at the end of the game they have maybe three forms you go through uh, yeah. I've been in this battle now and I think I was on the fifth phase or the sixth phase maybe and then I had a bunch of and then I had a bunch of uh, cutscenes and then I'm thrown straight into another battle like oh alright okay so the battle in this game is quite sort of sparse through a lot of it there's a lot of walking moving around areas doing a few sort of things having a few battles Um, it is all kind of it's all very prescribed in that regard, you know, Final Fantasy VII had those random battles where you could just run along and suddenly, you know, the the roll of the dice meant that you got a battle at that instance. So you fought it and you moved on and you may have walked on the world map in the original three yeah. paces and you got another battle. Uh, yeah. This RNG is all... Yeah. This is... Here is every uh, enemy that you will encounter um, on the map... They're all set in their places. Obviously, all of the bosses come in their in their spaces. You move into a new chapter, and everything is quite set, and it's all very linear. And the beginning of Final Fantasy VII within Midgar was like that. It was all quite. It was all linear. Um, you had a few elements where you maybe backtracked a little bit, but not much at all. Uh, this again is very linear but hasn't felt kind of true to that JRPG sort of style of having sort of random battles and things. Uh, and that's that's fine, because the I, I actually really like the battle mechanics and feel that it's a little bit hard done by, that I haven't been able to experience it a little bit more. I'm not getting random encounters to, to jump into. Anytime I see enemies, I'm like, yep, run straight towards them. I want to fight them. I, I, you know, let, let's do this. Um, and now on my fifth 
phase of a boss battle and then moving straight into a completely different enemy and doing this boss battle, I'm thinking, uh, I'm a little bit bored of this now. Yeah, you, you, mm, you, know, you know what's... Uh, I mean, I, I don't know anything about Final Fantasy VII or Final Fantasy uh, in that <laughs> respect, but um, I... It's just a shame because I hear so many people that when when they start playing this game, you know, and it's the best thing ever. It's it, it, it's a complete nostalgia trip. Mm. Everything's great. The music, the combat, yeah, uh, the look of it, you know, it's beautiful. Everybody loves it, and then everybody has literally that 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 I've heard talk about this game is like, but I haven't finished it. And then when they try to finish it, they're just like. This has gone on way too long. Yeah. And I think it's a shame because this seemed like a... It may well still be, but like a game of the year like okay. runaway. And Especially everybody seems to have... Yeah, and everybody seems to have like absolutely cooled on it because of how long the tale is. Mm. And I'm just thinking, what in what focus testing meeting is there still this one guy saying... Oh, it's not fifty hours long. Therefore, it's bad. I want this Especially thing to be longer. Re- yeah, yeah, it, because you know that's a consideration for like publishers. Like this game is, this is a JRPG. People expect JRPGs to be two thousand hours long. We need to make it longer, even though it's episodic. You're expecting more later. Yeah, who's that? I mean, who are these people in these focus testing places saying I want it longer? And who are those people in management saying? Oh yeah, we need to make it longer. Let's just stretch this out. Why not have a good I mean, game over I, twenty hours? You know, the the management people almost can guarantee you is, hey, this does well, and we're selling the fifty hour fifty hours for full price, and we're only going through half of a disc of topic. I know there's this surprise twist where it's not just the remake. So what remake means is all interesting but like i'm assuming they're gonna do some plot tracking across the general Mm storyline in which case actually this is looking like six sixty dollar games um like like, and so like i think that's probably part of the equation uh but if you made it sixty dollars and had cut it down by like what's this end portion maybe three hours or two hours or something like that I, th- I, I honestly think it's because they were, were I were unsure whether this gambit would work and it needed to feel like the end of a game. Yeah, like that sort of stupid, short-sighted. <laughs> like, even though we're we're definitely setting up for a sequel, and like it, if you did any sort of rational thinking, you're like this is not going to collapse. We're going to get enough money where part two will happen, and it might be totally mm-hmm. different. We might have to rethink what t- part two is and how much game we cover because it's not as successful it's not like part two isn't happening so you you can bank on that because it's such a big game that it'll sell well enough that part two's guaranteed in which case you don't have to make it feel like this was this epic end of the like you can't fake end of the story while making a sequel, periodic yeah, sequel thing yeah. yeah like an episodic thing it's just but i guarantee you that's why the end is so packed because <laughs> It has to feel like a full game, otherwise they'll get angry at us. When yeah, but the people who are getting stretching angry, out is what sucks. People can get angry regardless. People got angry over the story. People got probably got angry how big some anime's girls' tits are. So people I mean, get yes, angry regardless. Happens. Like, jeez. Anyway, 
Um, I mean, building on that, I, I remember Nomura made some. The, uh, the director Tetsuya Nomura made some comments. I was trying to find those, um, which I haven't yet. I'm sure he made some comments about uh, making the next episode a shorter experience yeah, to try did. and get it out a little bit quicker. You know, to build on this and, and actually. But then you've already built up expectations. And you that's have, worse yes, than. yes. Yeah. And I would, I, I mean, I would really hope that. If they go from saying, you know, their their roadmap was three games, say, or three three episodes to make up the full Final Fantasy VII experience, that maybe they then went to six, and you know, obviously this first one they can do nothing about it. It's a forty hour, forty five hour experience. That maybe the next one's only fifteen hours. Comes out at a lower mm-hmm. price point. It comes out in two years' time or a year's time. You know, a really sort of swift turn. They've got loads of assets to be able to build on. Mm-hmm. They can work it in and go, well, the next bit we'll do is the little Costa del Sol beach town that they go to. We're going to do Golden Saucer. We're going to hit these notes before the world yeah. really expands. You know, before you, whilst you're running around on foot in the original, before you get that, uh, um, you know, before you get the airship Open and you can travel. just go yeah. wherever you want. So I can see maybe how they would. Oh damn! So how they re- would this game's map that. Like really, the start of Final Fantasy. It really, oh yeah, yeah it it's really like, is. It's not even half of the first disc. Yeah. If it was tracking, if it didn't have this change, you'd be like, "What the absolute fuck?" That's busy. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe they're just gonna do like a two-hour walking simulator of the rest of the game. <laughs> maybe. Oh, here we go. <laughs> games Games Radar. Um, a month ago in April no, a month ago is it? was it April that it said? yeah, 28th of April um, Final oh, Fantasy 7 Remake Director hopes to release the follow-up ASAP so, I mean I they, think we'll they, get a they... tease for it at Sony's thing I think we will well, I think they've probably you know, play-tested this and gone right, we're at this point now uh, yes, we want some kind of finality to this episode um, rather than them, uh, you know, you, you have the fight on the highway and then just finishing and saying, there's the end, we haven't done any more, that's it. They've yeah. thrown in this extra battle. Um, you know, Sephiroth has appeared a lot earlier than he does in kind of the original game and it's kind of been pestering I mean, he appears... you for the later chapters yeah. and stuff. Um, he, yes, but he, he's kind of, he's much more involved um, with, you know, with Cloud from an early points in this game mm. um yeah i mean this which i assume is just film. because you you can't yeah. have like in the og game you didn't even know what a sephiroth was until like disc two almost but you just can't yeah. you can't have it as an episodic game without acknowledgement of the antagonist and yes. so there's yeah. like from the beginning like they're almost like the second setting it's like a flashback to sephiroth which when you've played all of Final Fantasy VII, it's fine because you forget, like, you didn't even know about him for a while. But when you mm. think about the parallels, you're like, oh, actually, like, the narrative worked really well in the original one because you didn't even know. Because there's a lot of backrooming, what mystery, yeah. what's going on. Like, Shimmer is the um, big bad for, yeah. that first, <laughs> for that first part, for that Midgar part. Shimmer is the big bad. You think that that's kind of where this game is going. And then, and then the whole and so like fucking explodes. Yeah. Like, Exactly. At the same time as you getting access to the open world, you realize how many more things are going on. Like the narrative and the um, and the like pathing are so well done in that original game. And mm. in this, they have to trade that lovely like marriage because it's well, we gotta like 
Actually, as soon as you acknowledge you have to talk about Sephiroth within disc one, you're like, might as well talk about him from the beginning and make it clear that this is where we're going. Well, and then I, also it sets up this mm, later and, thing. And in the in the original game, it's 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 kind of great because suddenly you realize that Sephiroth is is this big bad, and you kind of f- almost like follow him around the world. So you're trying to kind of catch up with him constantly and going to all of these different places. And there's always those kind of notes about who may have seen him and, you know, oh, you know, we saw this guy with a big sword, sure, he was here at some point. And you're like, right, great, he was here and we can move on to the next place. And we kind of track him around because he is involved in kind of what's happening. We're trying to help Aerith out in understanding kind of like who she is and stuff. And then there's all these other cast of characters who you have these other kind of points to sort of hit with and this is like no here he is now he's he's already involved he it, it kind of tries to make it appear that he is there <clears throat> but then it kind of comes in with the whole you know not to spoil final fantasy the original too much but the i um, think we're fine <laughs> yeah um and i i really thought kind of like they were going to make you know that that fight you have with genova in in the shimra lab kind of like the not the combination of everything, but the kind of the big bad, you know, the boss of this. And then the la- the latter part or the, the, the couple of bits after that were going to be maybe some easier kind of elements just to get you out of the city. But then to just ramp back in with mm. this other boss or these bosses um, and this kind of chain, this phase of kind of what happens was just sort of like, well, I thought I was done. I was kind of happy to be done yeah. and I've just got to do this now. And it was, yeah. I mean, yeah. it wasn't even just that. Um, I don't know what happened from um, Kim and E, but someone turned it off whilst I was in the middle of this. I was in like the third, second or third phase of this final battle and someone turned it off and turned it either fully off or, uh, or the game had an update and yeah. just decided to turn itself off and, and 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 put the update in, but I had to start again, which which mm. just pushed me over that little bit more. Yeah. Currently, yeah. currently the PS4 is at least I fucking hope on the last battle. Um, they do some interesting things with making just cloud fight, and you get them down to a certain. Uh, hit point and then another character will jump in and the, the, the enemy will intensify and you will have to deal with that with two people and I assume that's that's where I'm at the moment I assume then someone else will jump in and you currently then get to the full roster of characters to be able to uh, fight against them um, let's I mean I don't think anything can kind of redeem this final part at the moment but I will finish it. I mean, yeah. I thought I'd finished it about a week ago, but <laughs> I hadn't. Uh, I mean, there's nothing going. wrong with like making the game feel climactic, but maybe that's why I just don't like playing long games anymore. Like, because mm. no, they just don't edit them. It's like yeah. this is fluff. It doesn't need to be here. Just yeah, I mean, this is the Yeah, this is why I, I mean, I use my favorite genre of games used to be open world games, whether the in the RPG form or the Assassin's Creed or the GTA form. And I just one, I, I play games less frequently because of time in in the week. Uh, so I, and 
But honestly, I like I should be okay with playing one game for a couple months because my gaming hours are such that a 40 to 200 hour game will take a long time. But yeah. so often it's just not gripping and when you mm. like bounce back and forth like when when you have all the time in the world a 40 to 200 hour game that when you're spending out hundreds of hours playing games it's kind of okay in the same That's way me, like, though, but i wouldn't want to spend that long in yeah it's but like, like say what you need to say and get out don't yeah. make me spend 40 hours even if it's an open world and just yeah. have repetitive boring well crap. that's the thing i was going to say is like mm. when it's obviously padding or repetitive gameplay or just kind of boring it's like look there's this isn't when i was six and the, and I, I we had two games in the house a mm. year or you know like when in 1997 when ff7 came out that was the game yeah mm. and the, and like that's also i think a really well paced and well written game uh, i've played it a couple times since then I would probably play that game. In fact, I think I might, uh, depending on how much gaming time I get in, because I want to have to fucking play The Last of Us 1 before Last of Us 2 comes. <laughs> That's not happening. Just watch you YouTube, know? mate. Just watch YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not happening, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's probably fair. Even uh, dropping it but, down to easy, it's not happening. Uh, but, uh, um, it's good, though. I think you should play it. Yeah, I really want to. It's one of the best of, games Last of Us 2 kind of crept up on me. But, like, outside of that, I just, like, I don't have time for that in, like, the mm. metaphorical and literal sense. It's, I, like, I, I'm fine with shorter games. I'm fine with paying for quality, not quantity, in game hours. Mm -hmm. um, oh, the so game's like a short short hike when it was, like, 10 quid when it came out, and it's, like, an hour and a half long or whatever. Like, that's fine if it's a good game. Like it's it, people having this weird like well you know if it's if it's forty quid or fifty quid then you have to have this many hours otherwise it's a ripoff. Uh, that's just I, I think it's dumb. It's wrong headed and like I don't have the patience to go through a game which mm. I would enjoy. I like the narrative, but actually to get through. It's it's like uh, the fact that I've not seen the last um, series of Game of Thrones because yeah one I I am a completionist at heart but I've learned my lesson and like I really didn't enjoy season seven uh, I, I waited for people to talk about series eight and it wasn't great and I was like well if it's if people are mostly complaining and it sounds like those complaints are very similar worsening of what I didn't like about the previous series I'm okay with walking away. Yeah. With the game, though, um, because so much of that is, it's not passive, it's like interactive. It's mm -hmm. like, well, and I have, I'm spoiled for choice because I have this huge backlog of games, uh, and there's always games coming out in, yeah. in a way that I find, I personally find different than there's always TV shows or movies coming out. I think it's because I can, like, a, a bad movie or whatever, I can put on. Uh, and grab my switch and while I'm playing Animal Crossing, have something in the background or you know mm. that type of thing. Um, or it's not, not like you can do that with a game and a game. Yes. Um, yeah. Very very hard to do that. Yeah. So so then it's just like, well, I'm not going to play this game, e even if it sounds great, even if the narrative sounds interesting, if it's going to be exceedingly long, and people are saying, yeah, you just kind of get have to get over the hill, hub. Mm. Like, 
in the same way that when someone's like, oh, you really should watch a show, but first season one is absolute trash, but don't worry, it gets better. It's like, I guess I'm not watching that. Not that yeah. I don't think it will be good or I might not enjoy it, but I kind of don't want to burn 20 hours of my life watching this bad thing so I get the context of the good parts. Because guess what? There's a lot of good TV out there. I'm never going to be able to watch it all. Absolutely. So why am I going to waste my time with something that takes 20 hours to, to get good? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree, and I I think at least with Final Fantasy VII remake, um, you're you're kind of thrust into this. Uh, as Lucy was saying, lots of people said that it's good because or, or enjoyed those first moments because it it has that nostalgia hit. It is a good combat system. It has some really good selling points to it. You know, it's not that hard sell in the at the start. But it just seems that the end just drags and drags and drags. And I think That's a shame. you have those, uh, as you say, Adol, you'll probably find that it is more of a Game of Thrones uh, uh, game. Feeling? That, that, yeah, that you'll kind of start to pull away from it a little bit towards the end and then just think, I don't need to finish this. I don't need to see this out. Really? You're not going to finish it. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely finish it. Yeah, but if your if yeah. your gaming time is limited, mm. and there's other stuff that you know you or not even that you know you will enjoy, just other stuff that that people have said, hey, you should probably play this shorter two hour experience. It's probably better to play ten of those shorter two hour experiences mm. than it is to finish. Final Fantasy, you'll get more enjoyment out of those shorter experiences than you will out of the last, it's, say, ten hours it, of Final Fantasy VII. I mean, remake. It's tough when you're like, I like this enough that I kind of wanted to play Episode Two because then it's like, I guess I need to play it. Um, but mm. I do think, like, it's what I think is super interesting. In the modern era is um, that they get stats from PlayStation, from Sony, right yeah. on game like how many people finish but also they can tell when like the average person stops playing and yeah. i think that that's a thing that we didn't use to be able to get at that level of granularity and i think that'll mean that that'll affect a lot the this form and focus of episode <coughs> two because i think especially with people doing putting let's plays out there like yes there's that push to finish it yourself but also i could just watch the someone's recording and even fast forward to the shitty fight because i don't even have to watch that fight and that right? is if they start it see the cutscene, see the transition end it and that, that a... might be the way you finish it and that, but that is something too. yeah and that is something you can do like you were saying yeah. how you could just put on a shitty film and then play switch or play something else you could just do that and chuck someone else's let's play on in the background of is them no, like, getting through the last third of the, the you know, FF7 remake. Is there no, like, easy mode that just literally does, like, auto There battle? is an easy mode, actually. Can no, you I've never switch on the fly it. that does, like, auto battling? <laughs> it's not quite auto battle. It's, like, old school active time well, battle. It's less action oriented, so, right? No, there's, there's three... Right. Well, yeah, when you first start it up, there's three uh, options. There's classic, which is the kind of the original active time battle system. Uh, easy and normal uh, and I think after you finish normal it then unlocks hard so uh, but I think hard in maybe new game plus in some sort of way there um, is one I, I, I heard I, I saw people talking about the, the, the hard mode that's unlocked in, in, in afterwards and it's like 
I'm never going to do that. Like, yeah. I'm really enjoying this <laughs> game. A lot of people are telling them it's, like, probably game of the year for them. Some of them have finished it. Some of them haven't. But it's like, yeah, I don't... Oh, I want to finish this game. Yeah. I know, someone who's, I know someone who's planned it. Jeez. They've gone through, you know, they've done everything they can possibly do. They've gone through that hard mode, uh, you know, really, really enjoyed it. And I, like, I think the thing for me with this game is it makes me, f- like, I feel like I want to play the original game. Yeah, I mean, that, that I want to play FF7 1. Yeah, and, and I'm, not, I'm not hyped for episode 2. You just want to replay. I want to replay the original game. That's kind of where I'm at, which I think is one of the reasons why I slowed down, was because I realized that, like, before I realized Last of Us was coming up on us, and I kind of wanted to be in the zeitgeist for number two, and that meant maybe doing number one. Um, But You know what, dude? Zeitgeist. Well, in a sense, mostly it's like, spoilers already happened, I managed to avoid most of them. I've avoided spoilers from Bioshock. But, like, it'll be, yeah. But, like, also, I I figured you both would play it, and I thought it would be good to talk about it all three of us mm. well, but we'll who see. knows yeah. how quickly I'll get through it Like that's true they've that's, said that's that it's the their thing. longest game ever it's yeah. like I don't want anything Uncharted 4 was bloat <laughs> yeah it did feel like yeah definitely yeah. Uncharted 4 was another game which went on for a few hours longer than it yeah. needed to I just remember like there was this one point in the game where you're just like rolling through traps underground in some tunnel and it was like I've done this seven times. I've dodged this trap for the seventh time. This did not need to go on as long. Mm. That's why it's... Like, depending on which day you'll catch me on, I'll say Uncharted 4 is my most preferred game out of that and Lost Legacy. Mm. But I think it's I think Lost Legacy is the favourite game. Yeah, I, think yep, it, I agree. Enough time completely. has passed, it's like, yeah, I prefer Lost Legacy. Yep. And Lost Legacy <laughs> was... Even Lost Legacy felt maybe just... Just a little too long. Um, you know, there's those later stages. Later. There's those later stages where, you know, you get to a point. You're like, oh, how much more shit can they get into? It's like, oh, more shit. Fine, okay. Uh, you know what's even... yeah? You know what's better than Uncharted Four because it had a train sequence like Uncharted Two. Yes, it did. Yeah, <laughs> which is the best. Uncharted. Uh, that helicopter when you're trying to fucking get around and stealth kill everybody, and there's just this helicopter. It just destroys you. Uh, pain in the ass. But Lost Legacy is, I think, a really, really good example of how a studio can think and iterate on their previous game and go, okay, what didn't work for us? What Try does work that. for us? Mm-hmm. What shall we concentrate on in this next one? And hopefully Square and uh, the team working on this can think, right, and as you said, I'll pull that data and say, where did people switch off? What what stopped them getting Usually before further? they pop the first achievement or trophy, because that's what it's sad. Yeah. Well, <laughs> people buy the game and don't play. <laughs> but that's it. Like, uh, and but they don't even, care. even they that, even money. that really rudimentary data, they could go, oh, only only sixty percent of people finished up to chapter fourteen. People must have, you know, whereas ninety percent of people did chapter thirteen. So there's something in that chapter that really turned people off. Or, mm, or, they, or, or it's the idea of looking, <laughs> or it's the idea of looking at. Um, thinking well if that is you know 20 hours into the game and actually really on average that 20 hours must have taken people maybe you know the 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 majority of people that 20 hours took them uh, 10 days to get through 
what else released in that time which may have pulled people away from this you know there's there's loads of ways to analyze this mm. the, the data that they can get uh, and stuff like that to work out and really refine what episode two could be mm. let's finish final fantasy 7 talk there forever um <laughs> Until the next maybe episode. maybe uh, until episode two comes out, or Adol finishes uh, Final Fantasy VII remake episode one, even though it's not really called episode. One. Uh, I just want to talk about well, FF as much as you want. There's only certain games that I'd never want to hear about, and that's pretty much just Destiny. Never. So the Destiny next game I wanted to talk about was Destiny. Adol. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, we'll come to you to finish us out this week. Was there anything that you wanted to discuss? Anything you wanted to talk about this week? He's shaking his um, head. <laughs> I had a week where didn't really play games. I mean, I played yeah. some Jackbox mm-hmm. with some friends. Um, Including good. me. Mm-hmm, yeah, just dropped by on... Yeah. What was that? Sun? <sighs> no idea. I'd have to see when I finish Raccoon. It was good because it was like I'm I'm crying because I've I've finished playing Raccoon. I saw you online. I was like, I I can't just sit here sobbing. Let me just Um, (laughs) let me laugh at Jackbox. If anyone can lift me up, it's Adam playing Jackbox. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah. So we have this regular sort of uh, this group. We co-watch movies with Netflix watch party on friday nights and then we play jackbox usually afterwards and on thursdays we do either a one-shot rpg now or uh some weird writing co-writing have fun thing on our discord and then usually end up playing jackbox um it's good though because i mean one of the things that's nice about having a consistent group is you don't feel bad about trying those weird the ones the games you haven't played before because when it's like four people you know, it's just like okay, well, shit. We should just play a game we all know. But when it's like it's just like when it's a one-off, it's like oh, why don't we do Jack Jackbox? Or when it's the housemates, it's like well, these people don't play video games often, so I, I I'm just gonna go for the ones that are really straightforward. And if you've never Jackbox, like Drawful, Quiplash, it'll be fine. Mm. If you like, uh, but uh, so we tried um, a couple new ones, and I think the oh fuck, what is it called? I. Sh- God damn it! Um, <laughs> it, it's it's basically the icon is a toilet roll and it's a it's patently stupid. That's what it's called. Stop opening Steam. I don't oh need yes, 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 yes. Yeah, a good and one. so the yeah. idea is you get you, you you like get everyone gives gets asked like an object, <laughs> a name, and like you just like fire off some of those, and then it comes out with custom prompts like I can't. Um, Sleep at night. Yeah, I can't sleep at night. Or, you know, it's basically some prompts that are married to you're giving, like, a noun, a plural noun, Mm -hmm. a name, blah, 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 right? And then the idea is then you get, like, a minute and a half to draw on a napkin with just a pen or and a highlighter, your solution. And then you get another 90 seconds to title it and give it a tagline. And then the best part is, after that, everyone gets 90 seconds to pitch. Like you're in Dragon's Den. Oh, okay. And you can choose at what point you reveal the title, the tagline, the picture. (laughs) It starts with the problem. Like, I can't sleep at night. 
and then you know you've got you're like well you know uh i don't know let's like so it's like i can't sleep at night and then you're like well have you ever had the problem of not sleeping at night well you know <laughs> don't worry and then you've got like you click the button and it's like a bed of nails it's like a, a bed of nails you're like is your bed too spiky that's great because we're selling you a bed of nails if you can't solve it embrace it like you can do that kind of bullshit right like you'll never sleep again that's fine like you, so you, right like that i mean again and uh, so th this is the quality of my answers in this game they're not great i don't do well at this game and i really like it i wish it, i was better yeah, um, but it, it, some it, of my friends definitely are need a comedic touch to that and and but, timing there's a lot that goes into it yeah well, and that's the thing. Like, s some people are really good at like mm. a cheeky answer. Uh, some people are really good at like, like I think I have boring, straightforward answers. Like, for some reason, my brain goes to like, this works, forgetting that I need to make it funny when I'm like, <laughs> oh, I have to draw a solution to a thing. And then the only time way I get do better in the game is by doing the sales pitch in a way that might convince someone, but it's on ultimately not a strong answer. While other my friends are just like real funny, and it's like you kind of don't even have to do the sales pitch because you're just like, here's the picture, it's called this. Here's the yeah. tagline. Oh, you're hilarious. Yeah, I'm done. It's been. There's 10 a seconds. lot of layers. It's being able to draw something well enough, but it's still being funny. Yeah. And mm. the pitch has to be yeah that kind of like American like uh, advert like where it's like this may cause heart failure, diabetes, and all that <laughs> sort of. Yeah. We've got to really quickly read off all of the <laughs> yeah. symptoms it oh, made. I mean, that would actually be kind of great. And the timing, it's like, when do I reveal this yeah. and stuff like that? And, mm. and just making that whole thing, like, funny, like, the solution the whole to way. this, yeah. that, and... Yeah. So there's a lot of layers. It is. Yeah, and so then, yeah. then what happens is everyone gets three choices where you give, like, 800, 500, and 200, or, like, some amounts of money, but only you only get your <laughs> your project funded if you break a threshold just like on like kind of like on dragon's den so you have to convince enough of your peers to vote early for your thing otherwise you get like kind of no points basically and mm. then it goes into a round two which is another one and i can't remember if it's two rounds of just yourself or just one but the last round is everyone gets the same prompt so yes, um i think so yes yeah, yeah. so, so then then it's like uh, which I think it was like I'm not looking forward to Christmas, was the one of the ones we had, and then um, and it, it was, was like, like here's a device to kill your family. Or yeah, and like <laughs> Lisa, Lisa got a lot of funding off of literally just being like, hey, it's not about you, grow the fuck up. And it, the pitch <laughs> was a little cause... baby, and her pitch was stop being a little baby. <laughs> Everyone's got to deal with it. And the ta and the tagline was "Grow TF up," and it was great, right? Like that's so good. I had a flaming Christmas tree, like, eh. But like, having to figure out what to do in the moment, like, like I said, I'm exceedingly poor at that one. But well, I really time machine enjoy to it. eradicate Christianity or something like that. Yeah, yeah two it's two just, different people had like yeah. convert, like convert to Judaism, <laughs> convert to Muslim, Islam, and it was like, and then. One of them got more votes, and the other, I think it was Kieran who said, be, convert to Islam. And he's like, well, we can see who the real racists are, because more of you voted for Judaism than Islam. Because, again, we, we're on Discord when all this happens, so we get to trash talk each other, which is the best part, right? It, it's just, it's, it's like a, 
before this, uh, everyone's favorite was the rap battle one. Um, and the t-shirt. I'm one. not a. Yeah, the I'm not a massive fan. Of I really I like the, the rap. I like the rap battle one, but it's it's not my favorite. I don't like it as much as other people. Yeah, so apparently, stupid is probably my new favorite. And then the other one we do did was the comedy one, but it's like um, cruise ship comedy. So you throw it asks you a bunch of prompts. You throw things out, and then it sends prompts to people, and they have to pick. W- so, like, if you have a plural noun that's philosophers, it'll give you a setup line that's blah, 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 philosophers. Like, mm. two philosophers walk into a bar, and then you have to finish the joke with your own punchline. Mm. Uh, but again, what makes Sounds it good, good is it gives you a choice of do they read it out or do you read it out. And obviously the fun is everyone having to be like, I fucking, I, I tanked this joke so bad. <laughs> okay, so three philosophers walk into a bar, and does it really exist? Oh, that was awful. Please vote for me. Like, like it's got this nice interplay. And what I really like about Patently Stupid is it kind of takes the best part of the shitty joke writing one mm-hmm. and makes it less about being immediately funny. But ultimately, you have to be very funny to, like, yeah. kind of... Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it yeah. extends it with more structure that I find really entertaining, even though I'm bad at it. So those are the two unsung heroes that, like, literally, when you first see them on description on Jackbox, you're like, maybe this will be good? But again... If we weren't in lockdown, I probably never would have tried Patently Stupid because, like, I I jackbox infrequently. Like, I've gone to a couple parties where people are around. They're like, yeah, we'd be willing to do this. Or, like, when the housemates decide to play games, it's like, well, why don't Mm -hmm. we try try some of them video games? But, like, then it's always going to be the, like, like the t-shirt one's obviously going to be fun. So, first time I played that, it was like, yeah, let's all do this. Let's make funny t-shirts. Drawful and Quiplash are very self-explanatory. The rap battle one is intriguing enough that I think a lot of people have tried it, but, like... I, I the think comedy there's layers one... to, like, yeah. how well you know the people, because, like, the rap mm. battle one, you have to be very, you know, okay with people, like, dissing them. You're dissing them immediately. Like, Quiplash, you are usually referring to something outside of the group, whereas yes. rap battles, it's like, yeah. oh, I'm offending you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but it also depends. Like, I've played the rap battle mm. game with groups that, like, kind of don't make it about serving the other person, but just make it about rhymes and stuff. That's and interesting. So, which is weird when you <laughs> when go When I hear rap it. battle, I'm just like, I'm guessing Right, yeah. But it's really weird when you're the only person in the room who's like, go die in a fire. <laughs> I'm pissing on your pyre. And then everyone else is like, I'm making clever rhymes. And I'm like, fucking wrong. And they're like, wow, Adil, you've got anger issues. I'm like, no, I'm playing the game. I swear, I'm fine. You're still my friend, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so so I, I, I'm actually really surprised given how many weeks in a row we've I've played Jackbox at least once with mm. pretty similar groups that, like, it's still very consistent. Uh, I think the trivia ones are the least popular, which is funny because, which is actually good because they're the ones that at some point you'll run out of, like, facts. Yes. While, like, the structure of, like, the comedy one, Quiplash, etc., like, people are never going to write the same noun or plural noun. Yeah, it puts it it on you instead. Which is why they're so well designed. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I'd imagine those rap battle ones, you know, anyone playing those rap battle ones in the next week or so, there's going to be lots of mentions of statues, uh, you know, yeah. those sorts of things going on. I imagine that they're, 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 it's something that can be, um, 
like very very topical. Um, I mean, that's yeah, what Quiplash I mean, always is. Quiplash for me yeah. has always been. That's why I could never play it with family. It's like, what is the most offensive thing? Yes. <laughs> what, yeah. What yeah. I mean, and that's the same same thing with like Drawful, and, or actually Civic mm. Doodle is probably the best example. It's really weird when you play a Civic Doodle with people and they there's like, you go three rounds and like, no yeah. one's drawn a cock. You're like, <laughs> who are you playing games with? <laughs> really? What's going on? I mean, that's, uh, I mean cock's everywhere, <laughs> right? Yeah, what's a, what's a yeah. cockless Jackbox game? Doesn't sound like that much fun. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, so, so so it's still Jackbox, but uh, I'm, yeah. I'm still finding it's not just oh this is fun. It's like oh shit, there's other things going on. Hmm. Good. Good. Oh, yeah, I like the the the, the Jackbox uh, check in every now and then because it just makes yeah. me laugh. It's, it's such a good game. There's such good games, you know. I think people do praise them, but it's like they don't get enough praise because they're so good. I actually think this is the the COVID times has actually helped yeah, true. up their yeah. profile. Yeah, yeah. Like Definitely. now Jackbox has like sent me an email being like, do you want to play Jackbox with celebrities like Joel McHale from Community? I'm like, <laughs> let's be honest, I'm not playing with him. You want me to be in the fucking audience, which yeah. is my least favorite thing. Remember when he like when they... destroyed Shaquille in that one... Um... Game Awards. That was like five, six oh, God, years ago. Long, maybe? long time ago. Yeah, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was when like No Man's Sky was. Uh, I know. So we're talking about seven years ago or something. <laughs> and it was the most awkward. Every time I hear Joe McHale now, it's just, I just remember that. Just like Jeff Keighley giving him death stares. <laughs> just like, how dare you uh, um, mock me and my. What is essentially my living in my games baby, media. Yes, yeah. 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 But then, you know, uh, adversely to that, uh, Joseph Fares, the guy who made a way out by Jeff Keighley, just yeah. constantly trying to get the microphone back I, off of him so as he just well, keeps saying, Jeff. fuck you to everybody. Like Jeff did very well in that position. It, it, yeah. it, it's funny. Yeah, I, th- I think Joe McHale just basically broke Jeff Keighley in half to the point <laughs> where he's yeah. just like, we need to reboot this whole thing. And it's been better ever since, you know. Apart yeah. from that like, uh, that one time when they announced that Dragon Cancer was like like best indie game, and then like, Shtick Razor Man just came <laughs> oh, to the stage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then it was like, this guy's tearing up um, on stage, because if you don't know, that Dragon Cancer is a game well, about his yeah his dying son and mm. he's tearing up on stage saying this meant a lot to me just sad and then they just cut cameras to <laughs> Gillette Man oh. in, in yeah <laughs> what you needed was uh. then just a camera to cut instantly to Jeff Keighley as he realises that that was the worst decision he's ever made yeah. <laughs> but yeah I have enjoyed the game for the last couple mm. of years as a side note. So, uh, if mm. you want to play Jackbox with everybody, with all of us, uh, we can make Join it the happen. Discord. Let us know. Join the Discord, exactly. Uh, you can search for Out of Lives. Uh, we can ping links in you know, Twitters or yeah. Instagrams or wherever. There's links everywhere. If you're watching this on YouTube, there'll be a link in the description. Uh, and that's probably us this week, I think. Let's talk about the beers that we have drank. Lucy mm. snuck in a third beer. Yeah, I did from uh, Bristol's one and only 
wiper intrude. Uh, Good, but the... it is in a little can. Why? Yeah. Why do wiper intrudes send out little cans everywhere else except Bristol? I've literally never seen a little can. I've seen big cans. I've mm. seen bottles. Because yeah. we're not cans are Only recently, I just I, I, I was sort of floored that they existed because you would we're think I've never seen it. We're not worthy in Birmingham or anywhere else. <laughs> not, not as good as Bristol, but it was the milkshake. No, stout no mm. shake, so. We've Which talked is a good about bit. that. It's a good bit. Yeah, it's a good bit. Um, yeah, there's no question for me this week. It was the Flying Dogma from yes. Dogma and Flying Dog Brewery. Uh, yeah, the Zon and the Z, the Sun and the Sea. It just didn't. Yeah, there wasn't much to it. It was very one note. It was very flat. Um, bit watery. Not much mm. going on in the flavour profile no layers to it whereas yeah the flying dog although it was just like here's the beer right off the taste we've got bitterness we've got like soft fruits to it it was really good like i finished it probably what in like five ten minutes so yeah it was really really, really quick re- yeah, yeah really really good beer uh seek it out if you can um i got this in a bundle um, I think Beer 50 do were doing some... I think it was Cyber Beer Fest. Oh, yeah. Um, hmm. Which I watched some of over the weekend. Uh, it was good. They put on a good show. They were just like basically cut in between these pre-recorded videos of like these breweries explaining the beer. Some nice. comedians doing a bit of, you know, bit of quiz and stuff like that. It was... Well, in the time of COVID, that's all you can expect. I think they've a done a couple festival, now, haven't they? I think this was their second one. Yeah, they, and they, they do a box each another. time, don't they? Yeah. yeah. They do one, a different box on like the Friday and the Saturday. Uh, so this past weekend was the second time they're doing it. Probably do it a third time. Um, worked well enough. Hopefully we won't need a cyber beer first by the time they get round to organising the third one, but who knows. Uh, well. Yeah. I mean, Boris did say yeah. that, uh, well, the government did say that pubs could open... More, not next year, which was their original th- claim, which really feels weird when we're still hitting record deaths and infections. Mm. To like, be honest, even yeah. if they, they do put on one, don't go to it. Yeah. Just don't go. Just drink at home. We're all yeah. used to that. Yeah. yeah. Don't risk your life. Send us a note. We'll have books. you as a guest star. You can pretend you're at a beer fest. Yeah. <laughs> Play Jackbox. But yeah, the flying, flying. I mean, I'd rather that than than you, dear listener, dying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, rap battle me and offend me. Rather that. (laughs) Say my say my choices in games are lacking. Yeah, keep it keep it quite light in the offence, though, eh? In the current climate, just uh... just, it's fine. Just say whatever you want. I don't care. I've heard it. Your cock's so Good. small, it's a bolt-on. I'm going to knock you over like they did on Mr. Colston. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Adol, what do you think about your beers? Yeah, I'm low-key proud of that. That was actually off the cuff. I was you, like, oh, well, that kind of rhymes. You made, anyway. up, you made up for all the, for the, all the bad I told plans. you, it's it's about a set quantity. <laughs> <laughs> and variance quality. Uh, I uh, I really like both beers. Um, honestly, if the the people like us 
um, McKellar, supported by McKellar, um, pepper spray was more pepper, like was more like on the tin. I might be, I, I have a feeling of being a less forgiving to it, um, because it's like, we've added black pepper, we're calling it pepper spray, and it's like, I could barely detect the pepper in this. Mm. Uh, but also, um, Arbor, the, the, I mean, the space hardware is just a really quality yeah. IPA. I actually think the one detractor is also not on the tin. Like it's, it doesn't scream New England IPA. It kind of just screams, uh, IPA? sort of blue, softer IPA. Like it's kind of just like, hey, we've got these tastes. None of them are in your face. It's just, it's a trend we've had in IPAs for about a year and a half, I would say, of pulling back and letting mm. the tastes speak for themselves at a different volume instead of being really in your face, um, which I really appreciate. But um, so I assume the New England IPA is because of the choice of like the Galaxy Mosaic and UQ and not. Um, but it's um, yeah, it's just a slightly more interesting, nuanced beer. They're both kind of primed for like early spring, slightly chilly summer um, days. But I found even though like I was drinking this one, it's a full pint versus a three thirty can. But I was drinking it quite slowly and hmm. that was fine it, it let allow me to enjoy it at its own at my own pace and there were still i'm still like noticing the notes it's not sort of become bland and boring and like i think ultimately the pepper spray by the end of the the glass uh, or the tin it, it most of the interesting was gone and it kind of tasted bland because my as soon as my palate got used to it there wasn't enough going on mm-hmm. that kept me interested it was just kind of like well i'm not like I'm not thirsty, so I'm not drinking it. Versus like the space hardware, where it's like, oh, there's a lot going on, and every time I take a sip, I'm I'm appreciating it. Uh, there's enough like interplay between the flavors that I my palate didn't get bored with it. Which, as the second beer, uh, is it's it's more likely that that's going to happen because, and it didn't. So uh, it's the Arbor Space Hardware for me. Nice, nice. Uh, I think for me it is the second beer as well. Uh, which is the Pondera. Uh, I think it says Pond. I mean, they I thought you said Ponder River then. Oh, it's Rihanna <laughs> yeah. sponsoring this. It's they, a really fancy looking tin. Like, it is a fancy can. The That's Animal Crest style tin. is really yeah. cool. And, um, it, it, you know, the, the name it suggests Pondera because it's on a second line, but uh, it's one word in the flavor text Pondera. Hmm. So I, I guess that's what it is Pondera. Perhaps have you pondered on this But it's, yeah, I mean, it's it's a very very easy beer. It flowed really nicely, unlike the Buxton, which was here is the flavour. Now it's gone. Yeah. Sorry, no more. Drink it again, please. Um, and it did some, you know, the the Buxton did some pretty standard IPA kind of notes. Uh, nice maltiness to it. I had those tropical fruits, a little bit of bitterness, sure, but it was there and it was gone. The uh, Ponderer, the Thornbridge, and the Firestone Walker collab. Uh, it flowed quite nicely. You you mm-hmm. got those those lovely sort of tropical fruits, which did flow uh, from guava and sort of passion fruit into a little bit more grapefruit, into a bit more bitterness, a bit of bitterness that lingered, a little bit of fruitiness that kicked back in. It was dry, but that flavour stayed there. I went back for it to experience that flow through the beer again rather than just to get some kind of flavor. 
so it was uh it was good it's a well-made beer i think if i go to the supermarket again and i fancy something different i would pick this up over pretty much all of the other beers i think so far in morrison's um the clairvoyance from magic rock is is nice um the vermont sessions which i think is a northern monk and cloud water beer is again is nice uh i mean i'm picking up new world ipa from northern monk almost every time yeah Uh, but pondera may just edge its way in so i pick up that four pack of new world ipa and then a can of this as well i just still pick up like duvel (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah although i haven't been to a supermarket in five months yeah i mean we're not really allowed are we no i shouldn't just go for beer I should be there for other oh, I go to you know, essential essential beer. goods. <laughs> I go to uh, No, no, Burning we, 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 we were in like semi post lockdown. Don't go outside anybody. Don't listen who to knows, the deal. Who All knows the what we're allowed to do, what we're meant to do. Shops may be opening, <laughs> but bars may be opening in the, in saw, the coming weeks. An email from Game, and they're like, "Yeah, we're opening the fifteenth of June." It's like, yeah, why? I mean, Game Game would have stayed open through all of this if they hadn't been told to shut, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Come by your um, charger that you can. Your essential Wii U pad. <laughs> I mean, what's the? In Canada, Not even they would stoop that way. The the one in the states. What's the big? GameStop. GameStop. Game... Sorry. GameStop. GameStop. GameStop literally claimed that they were uh, essential, essential services and forced Because people work their... from home and they need yeah. their keyboards. Yeah. Because you they, can't buy a yeah, keyboard so... anywhere else. No, can't. GameStop. Can't get them delivered. No. Yeah, can't pick them Amazon up from safe space. Yep. Got to go into that GameStop and get your uh, copy of Madden 2012. <laughs> More like I'm a madman. Close pounds. your fucking store. Mm. Uh, right that's us this week if you want to chat to us about games you want to talk to us about beers you can do so in lots of different ways we are tanked up cast on twitter and on instagram you can talk to me at nova underscore 47 on twitter on instagram or on psn and steam uh probably some other places as well which i don't open ever lucy how do people talk to you um on a few times i open twitter and then immediately regret my decision you can find me there uh juicy loose nine that's you can find me juicy loose nine anywhere um tell me your hottest takes about the hottest game of 2020 bioshock Mm. yep that's what it is (laughs) adam how do people get hold of you uh you can find me on the instas the steams all of the things uh at the omniarch the O-M-N-I-A-R-C-H except Twitch where I occasionally stream mostly FF7 remake um, which I'm very much behind Ben uh, where I'm the underscore Omniarch Uh, but yeah Uh, I recently made the mistake of being on Twitter and engaging an idiot uh, on their stupid um, their, their avatar was an anonymous mask and they were Not commenting an on picture. an AOC tweet about things, and then I made the mistake of being like, "Liberals don't run the government." What are you talking about? 
and then it was like four or five replies, and I was like, I need to stop this because yeah. it's just don't, just don't. yeah. It was like, what, what, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? It, um, it's so easy to spot them as well. Like, if you've got an anime picture, <laughs> or there's like uh, the British and English flag following. Yeah, thing. I mean, yes, but yeah, when I'm not politically retweeting, uh, I'm usually not bothering <laughs> to tweet because of shit like happened today. Um, so I guess my Instagram is probably the most interesting social I have. Instagram's a happy place because we engage with beer and no video games usually on. <laughs> we try. Some video yeah, games. We try. Some, have some video games. Yeah, but we don't read the comments. Never read the comments. Never no. read the comments. Um, you should also all go to outoflives.net to read loads of articles. Like loads. your some articles, like, yes, like my, my PlayStation Five uh, history blah, 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 blah. of not not history of PlayStation Five. The, your my personal history. No, you invented. Yes. you invented the PS One. Exactly, I did. I told That's them you that they hate should make Nintendo. it anyway. Yes, we should. Exactly. That's why you hate Nintendo. You hate Miyamoto. I, I, I pulled away from them as soon as they try. You know, as soon as they fuck Sony over with that hybrid <laughs> console thing, I'm done. I'm like, no, nope. yeah. no more Nintendo. Thank you. <laughs> Um, yes, so yes, you can go to Analyze on that. Uh, we will be chatting probably about the PlayStation 5 reveal event, um, which will have happened actually Life. when this comes out. So you may yeah. be able to find us talking about that uh, at uh or on the Out of Lives YouTube page. I hope we can just see our beautiful faces. I hope Everybody. it's good. I hope what? it's not like the CERN. Yeah. Who knows, mate? Who I, knows I, I, you know, it's been this long. I, I, I hope they're bringing the bacon. Don't let me yeah. down, Sony. Yeah. Good. Sony talking yeah. about ears. <laughs> Showing his ear collection. I mean, he, he's well, cut them all off, his oh, victims. Oh, 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 That's <laughs> it for us. We have been tanked up. Bye bye. Bye. And thanks for joining us, those on Twitch. Oh, yes. And for those of you Ooh. on the audios, you can also catch us recording the episode live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash outoflivesnetwork. Uh, now that I've said that bit, I get to say ciao. I really want Mark Cerny to like say it puts the lotion in the basket. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> ah. And that is our cold, st- our hot stop. <laughs> <laughs> www.outoflives.net